All right, B, it is time. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever the hell you happen to be hiding out there on the globe today. Coming to you direct from the oasis deep in the heart of the Cowichan Valley. It is episode 79 of Tavern Talk, Surviving the Future. Time to readjust your thought processes. After all, change is inevitable, and the one constant in the universe is change. We are currently in a time of major changes, although I don't think hardly anyone is noticing. You know, only those people out there that are prepping, being prepared, and the changes are coming fast. They're shaking the entire fucking world right now. Changes are not the usual, or are not the usual, and the changes that are happening are not the usual way changes happen. The changes happening now are like a kid with his ant farm he picked up well you know what i think i'll shake it and see what the hell happens and that's pretty much what is occurring in the world today crap is happening yeah. in random ways for no apparent reason aside from some kid with a sandbox just going you know what let's see what happens if i do this anyway everything out there's not all doom and gloom after all and uh, we have lots of great tips for you for you to prepare for all these changes if you're not already prepared some good old bitching and complaining here at the tavern i suggest that you come on in out of the dark settle down by the fire have a drink and fall down some rabbit holes with us and they will be rabbit holes tonight because chaos is the Woo. name of the game and we're <laughs> going to of course Start out here with our spiritual reading, just because it's loads of fun. And we're going to do something a little different with it tonight, because this, I, I don't know why I chose this book. It's Jeremiah chapter 2, and I don't feel like reading 37 verses tonight. Can so, I just do, uh, make one, ask one quick question? Sure, fire. What is the difference between all the books? Like, are they like different chapters? Are they, are they all within the same bible like what mm -hmm. would the deal with book of jeremiah book of job whatever all those things well a lot of these different books in the bible were supposedly written by these different people and okay. they're combined in to make the entire bible the book inside each book there's chapters and verses you know okay but they're all part of the same bible they're, they're all, all separate books no they're all part of the same bible and what they did was of course they tar they turfed out books like when they created the bible the bible was created at the uh at the Council of Nicaea in 333 BC or AD or something like that. 333 or 330 something AD, Council of Nicaea. And they took all of the writings that were made by the prophets, um, the, the followers of Jesus, all the different writings, and they gathered them all together and they argued and debated which ones should be included in the Bible. And they cut out a whole lot of stuff. They cut out all the stuff that dealt with Mary Magdalene. Um, they cut out the stuff that dealt with uh, Jesus' wife and kids. And they cut, out the, they cut out the book of Ezekiel. They cut out all kinds of stuff. And, and then they determined that this is the, bo the book of God. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's got a lot of really good stuff in it. And it's very interesting at times. And it's very entertaining to read. I mean, if you want everything under the sun, you know, may murder, mayhem, incest, um, um, fornications, you know, prayers, everything under the sun is in the Bible. There is everything in here. 
all, all the all the books they try to ban, all the ones they try to include, all that stuff is in the Bible. It's just it's just coached in very flowery language, like uh, uh, fornifications and other things, you know, instead of direct plain language, which most people understand. Now the Bible is an interesting book. But yeah, the council. I'm curious, because it's all you're always saying, like Book of Job or whatever. Yeah. And I've always wondered, like, are there these different books or are they all the same book? Because I am not overly familiar with the Bible. I yeah. tried reading it when I was younger, but I got yeah. more. Yeah, well, I was a weird child when I was younger. Starting about eight years old till about 16 years old, I went to church every Sunday. And it wasn't always the same church, you know. I got myself baptized and, oh, probably, uh, a dozen different variations of Christianity. Yeah, your older grandchild is a lot like that. She yeah. took herself to church, and she has taken it upon herself to read various books. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Has she taken it upon herself to get baptized, too? No, she hasn't oh. bothered with that. Oh. She doesn't really see Well, she told me at the time she doesn't see the point. I don't mm. know what her thought process on it is mm. now. Oh, I just wanted to, I, it changes every six months. You know? I, I just wanted the experience and but every church I went to that was a different br uh, brand of Christianity wanted me to baptize in their church. And I'm like, OK, why not? Yeah, you know, I've baptized in about four or five different churches. Yeah, so it's like, you know, and, and, and you know, um, numerous variations of Christianity I've been to. And they're all pretty much the same with, you know, slightly different stuff. They have different focuses. All different branches of the same tree. Yep, pretty much. All right, so All right, book, continue with book, of, book of Jeremiah, chapter 2. I think we'll read the first uh, nine verses, because that's what's on this page. Okay. Okay, and there's a, there's a little note on the top. It's God's message accuses Israel of desertion. Moreover... The word, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Go and cry in the ears of Jerusalem, saying, Thus say, saith the Lord, I remember thee the kindness of thy youth, the love of thine espousals, when thou wentest after me in the wilderness, in a land that was not sown. <clears throat> Israel was holiness unto the Lord, and the first fruits of his, in, of his increase, all that devour him shall offend. Evil shall come upon them, saith the Lord. Hear ye the word of the Lord, O house of Jacob, and all the families of the house of Israel. Thus saith the Lord, What inequity have your fathers found in me, that, that they are gone from me, and have walked after vanity, and are become vain? Neither said they, Where is the Lord that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, that led us through the wilderness, through a land of deserts, and of pits, through a land of drought, and of the shadow of death, through a land that no man passed through, where no man dwelt? And I brought you into the plentiful country to eat the fruit thereof, of the goodness thereof. But when ye entered, ye defiled my land, and made mine heritage an, an ab abomination. The priest said not, Where is the Lord? And they that handled the law knew me not. The pastors also transgressed against me, and the prophets prophesied by Baal, and walked after things that do not fit, do not profit. 
Wherefore, I will, I will yet plead with you, saith the Lord, and with your children's children I plead. Yeah, okay, this one here is just, I don't know why I chose that one, but that one's just confusing. You need it to read it like in context. You have to read a lot beforehand or something. That was the that was from the beginning. Yeah, there's probably some context there in chapter one of uh, of Jeremiah. Yeah, he was it essentially a sounds like he's saying you were kind when I was a child. Now you're not. Mm. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go check out our today's special video. We do have an entertaining video today. Awesome. Uh, can you share your screen with me so I don't have to watch it 30 seconds later? Oh, yeah, okay. We can do that. Thanks. And while everyone else gets to watch the video first while it's, because uh, I think it auto-loads, so. It'll, it'll, it's on a loop, so it'll just loop for a minute. <laughs> there we go. All right, so. I just found it funny. Stupid dog! Sniffing the uh, crawfish. Still there? Yeah, I'm still oh, here. Oh, okay. All right, there you go. There's our <laughs> there's our entertaining video for today. <laughs> On a loop. All right. And we do have... Be a puppy. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And we do have a random fun fact. Sort of. Because, of course, you got to give credit where credit is due maybe you know james hemmings the real inventor of mac and cheese not thomas jefferson well thomas jefferson gets to lay claim to bringing it to the americas and his uh slave chef was the guy who perfected the dish okay so i just thought it was an interesting random fun fact but without jefferson bringing it over here from uh, europe it wouldn't have evolved into the american dish that it is because it was completely different when it was brought over, according to this article. Well, yeah, it would be for something else, and then it got perfected elsewhere. Mm -hmm. All right, let's see where do we where do we go from here? Uh, pick a pick a direction. Pick a direction, huh? Okay, well, let's see what we got here. Let's start with. Um, we go with worry about our food supply because we got a lot of stuff here. We do have a lot of stuff here. Yeah, I've Actually, got no... you have a lot of stuff Well, here. not all of this is food supply stuff because I... These were links... I, I was bitching about this before we started the show, but I never got to say my full bitch because I got sidetracked. Someone, n no names here, had somehow locked me out of the note and I couldn't get in and edit it. When? A few days ago when I had all these links, I had all these links collected in another spot. And then wow. I had then I hadn't had time to come in here and and clean it all up. So these are not all about our food supply. But we'll take this one. Twenty four lost gardening tips from a hundred years ago. Some of them are actually useful, Ooh. such as how to make your potatoes yield good crops, and that is to get them started before you put them in the ground. How to make a sense. how to make a potato clamp. In other words, a way to store your potatoes the way they used to. And it's kind of neat. You do, you get a trench, a layer, and you layer it with straw, and you put some straw on top, and you put a hole in the in the mud you put up over the top of it where you can reach in and get your potatoes. A lot of these cool. are how to plant potatoes, how to store onions, how to divide and replant rhubarb, how to plant cabbages, 
cabbage plants, how to grow peas, raising early peas, how to plant asparagus, how to grow runner beans, how to plant trees. This one here, I've used I've used the techniques in this. It's it's a great thing. I already used the techniques. How to espalia, how to prune trees, how to preserve the flavor of apples. You know how to grease. That'd be how, a good one to have. Yeah, how to grease band fruit trees. I'm gonna have to try that next year. Why keep do you the, grease band them? Keep the uh, freaking ants from harvesting aphids on them. Oh, that makes sense. I have an aphid problem in my a couple of my trees for some reason. That's because ants are really good at farming. Yes, they are. They're very good at farming aphids. Berry bushes, canes, pruning gooseberries, and young currants, strawberries. How to protect a strawberry bed. How to propagate strawberries. That's a piece of cake, actually. Just they propagate themselves. Hey, um, do we have gooseberries here on the island? Mm, I don't think they're native. You can probably buy them to uh, put in your garden, but I don't think it's a native thing. I mean, we have huckleberries, which are similar to gooseberries. I love huckleberries. That was the first uh, snack out while we're camping that I taught the kids about with huckleberries. Yeah, huckleberries are very tasty, and that's a uh, that's a native that's a native thing here, and they're pretty similar to a gooseberry, I believe. Okay, so gooseberries taste are, are kind of like huckleberries. That's I don't know. Cool. If, I don't know if they taste the same, but they're kind of in the same sort of berry family. Because gooseberries oh. are a small berry, and they they gooseberries, I believe, I can't remember. I have to look up gooseberries. Let's go look up gooseberries. Gooseberry. Let's see what we got. Um, they are a... Well, they're similar in color to uh, to huckleberries. They're kind of an orangish uh, red. Not seeing anything. Are you... Are you no, it's a... You're not on the same screen, are you? No, I'm not. I'll bring it okay. over. Oops. There you go. See, there's a gooseberry. Oh, yeah. They're a lot bigger than huckleberries. Oh, I've had these. They, they're all. That's also a uh, a little a little tomatilla type of plant. I yeah, I was of, just gonna say it looks like a tomatilla. Those are those little those those little berries I gave you last year, but they weren't those they weren't freaking delicious. Why are they called gooseberries? They they weren't gooseberries is what I grew, but I bet they're they're a similar thing because that looks exactly like that same plant. It's a different color. Yeah, they were quite they were quite delicious. No, the ones I grew last year were yellow and orange when they ripened. Okay. And I gave you a whole bunch of them because I couldn't be bothered, and I decided I wasn't going to grow <laughs> another one of those damn things because the effort of growing them, the effort of growing and harvesting them, wasn't worth the uh, the handful that I got. <laughs> well, since we're here, you want to dive into planting, growing, and harvesting tips? Sure, why not? Planting, growing, okay. and harvesting tips. What do you got? You got a whole lot here. I do, because there's some pretty good stuff. Like, uh, the first one is growing calendula, how to grow pot marigold. Not pot, the kind you smoke, but like in yeah. a pot. Well, y'all got to remember, there's two types of marigold. Mm -hmm. And the calendula is the one that's a, uh, that's a um, medicinal herb and one that's edible. The other one, not so much. And they look very, very similar. Here I was, thought I was growing the marigolds. You could eat the calendulas, and it was the wrong, the other kind of marigold. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. All right. So, calendula well, is a really good one, so. Yeah. 
this one has a lot of health benefits, and the article walks you through the very the different varieties and how to grow and harvest them. Yep. So it's kind of cool. I I didn't know that there was too many different kinds. I thought every kind was you know the same uses, but I guess not. Nope, it's not. I found that out when I was when I was doing my research on it because I was trying to grow it to to make use of the medicinal values of it because there's medicinal teas and salves that can be made out of. Well, this one only talks about the varieties that are medicinal and that you can eat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've got to I've got to get get the right seeds. I like the fact that you can use it in uh, place of saffron. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure my saffron is probably like not tasty anymore because it's a, it's a few years old. Yeah, it'll still make it yellow. And you'd be surprised. Yeah, the the saffron I have is is, uh, is red actually, mm. like a deep red. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, how to care this for one up is, how to yeah. care for your aloe vera plant. Yes, from my own personal experience, don't overwater these guys. Ignore them. Exactly, ignore them, and they are happy. But if you pay too much attention to them, they just kind of wilt away. Yes. Or turn into mush. Mm -hmm. And it turns out that if you take a cutting, you do not grow it in water like you do almost every other cutting in the world. You can stuff it in the ground. You can, but I tried growing it in water because mm -hmm. somebody told me that that was how you started the cutting. Yeah. Or how you start the cutting. <laughs> or you can wait for it to have babies. Yes, the ba ha let let it have babies is the best way to go. Mm -hmm. And I finally I, I learned how you make it have babies. Yeah. Yeah, and what you need to do is you need to grow it in a pot that's kind of small for it and let it get super crowded and ignore it, and then it will start putting out babies. If you, I, I, I made the mistake of transplanting mine to a bigger pot. Now I have to wait for it to outgrow that pot. Mm. It's got to outgrow the pot, or it's got to, or it's got to reach starvation mode. Okay. I'm hoping to get babies from mine next year. But my aloe vera is getting huge on me now. I noticed that when I was over the other day. Mm -hmm. It's a monster. Yeah, it's starting to get huge. And I pretty much water it once a month. <laughs> and even then, yeah. I even then, I only give it like a quarter of a liter of water. Aloe vera is a pretty amazing plant. Like mm -hmm. it, You can use it for burns. You can use it for uh, like really any kind of burn some burns mm. yep. a heat burn yep. you can also use it to help uh with any kind of bites or mm -hmm. stings mm -hmm. i don't know if it'll help with uh stinging nettle stings i tried that but it's pretty amazing also um there's a couple more and i can't remember them now i think it's something about like eating it mm -hmm. or it might have been a different one i can't remember anymore yep Either way, this one goes through how to grow it, take care of it, plant it, all that things. And it also tells you some of the things that you can do with it. Yeah. Let's see here. The gel is what you want. You know, you harvest the gel. Yeah, you don't ingest it. Okay, so it was another It was another plant that, that you ate. Oh, uh, you can but, actually yeah. eat aloe vera. It says it has unpleasant symptoms like the runs. Well, that's exactly why you would <laughs> ingest it if you need to get a case of the runs. But... There's other things that, that you make, that you that you use it for. I I've learned what it was. Now I've forgotten it. But uh, the gel is used for many many things. There's and, all kinds of things you can do with this amazing plant. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, let's... Just, if you have a cat that doesn't entirely appreciate their litter, don't leave it where the cat can poop or pee in it. Yep. All right. For let... some reason, cats love using aloe vera as a litter box. That's weird. All right, let's skip on to echinacea. Echinacea is such an amazing plant. Yep, except it doesn't do very well in minus 12. No, no, it really doesn't. I guess either put it into the greenhouse or bring it inside for the winter. Oh, uh, I wasn't going to move the toilet. <laughs> no, no, you wouldn't want to do that. That just that just sounds so that just sounds so funny with no with no context. <laughs> with no context behind it, it just sounds so funny. I have an yeah, old your toilet outside, Dad. I have a yeah, well, that's where the toilet's at. We have an old toilet when we had to replace the toilet in the house instead of throwing it in the dump, I took it out in the garden and made it into a pot uh, a plant pot. And I planted echinacea in it. And it did very well for two years, but last year the winter of minus twelve actually killed two two of my three echinacea plants. So I I just picked up two new ones. I I got orange echinacea now. Oh, cool. Well, something that I thought that I just thought of: if you were to grab a planter that fits inside the toilet, you could put it in the planter inside the toilet, and you could bring it in the winter. It wouldn't look as cool. It wouldn't look nearly as cool, but it's an no. idea. No, I, I had to look cool. <laughs> So, yeah, this one goes through the different varieties. Yep. I like the fact that they have such cool names. Like, if you go up for a moment, mm. they have... Um, Gr uh, Green Envy. Right? Cheyenne Spirit. Cheyenne. Cheyenne Spirit. That's the Cheyenne Spirit. Oh, okay. That's that that is for the Cheyenne... Harvest Moon. Yeah, Harvest Moon, Sunrise. Yeah, oh, yeah I got... cool the, names. They have interesting names. But it's a great plant, and... Uh, I gotta stick my. I gotta get my two new plants in the ground so they'll produce for me this year, and I can harvest off some flowers. And I'm putting them in a different spot, someplace where they the roots can grow really big for me because the medicinal value of echinacea is in it is in it there's is in its flower, but the majority of the medicinal value is the roots. Mm -hmm. And you can't take the roots until they've been in the ground for two years. And after two years, you dig them up. You split them into multiple plants and plant them in other places on your garden, but you take a third of the roots and you uh, you process them, clean them, dry them, and chop them up, and that's your echinacea for making your tea. It makes better tea than the flowers. The flowers themselves taste pretty awesome. You gave yeah. me a decent-sized bag of echinacea, mm -hmm. and... I managed to make that last all winter long, and I mm. added it to a regular tea. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. It makes you feel really good, too. Yeah, well, I've got a, I've got a blend that goes with echinacea, hops, and uh, chamomile. I'll have to show you some of my blends, too, because mm. my blends are pretty awesome. Yeah. Okay. What else do I have in here? Well, uh, let's see. Oh, rosemary. I've got rosemary coming out my ears. A friend of, a friend of mine has a rosemary plant actually she has three of them that are six feet across maybe they're 10 feet across what that's amazing yes they're they're, they're huge and i i'd gone over there to start pruning them last year and i pruned them up one afternoon i was supposed to go back the next week and prune but it was unfortunately the, the week before your uncle passed last year uh. and so that changed everything in my life i no longer had the schedule i used to have and I well, never if got. You go back and prune them this year. Give me some. Yeah. Well, maybe you can go. I've got a. I've got an entire big giant 
container of rosemary because I processed so much last year. I currently have enough rosemary. If I if I to sell it to market in personal use, it's probably three years worth. I would love to have some rosemary. Yeah, I've got tons of it. It's really good rosemary. It's very tasty stuff. And yeah, if you ignore your rosemary plants, they get huge. <laughs> which is cool. Which, it actually which is, comes from the shores of the Mediterranean Sea, which I did not know. Yeah. Well, we got the perfect climate from rosemary here. Yep. It gets massively used. No, it's a great plant. Lots of really, lots of really great uses for it. Aside from your cooking and baking. Hmm. And um, five unexpected benefits of mowing less frequency or, or frequently or just get rid of your lawn altogether. I, I vote for it. getting rid of the lawn. <laughs> I vote for removal of the lawn. I do too. It's nice to have like a little tiny green patch, like what you have in the oasis. Yeah. But more than that is really just a waste. Well, that's it. I, I, it was, it was a, what's the word on the uh, consolation, not consolation. Um, um, begins with a C, you know, I, <laughs> I, 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 I settled for having that spot to your, your uncle wanted a, uh, a, a patch of grass in the back and i was like uh, all right back here this will this will work one patch of grass and then i've made a patch of grass around the fire pit though i'm removing most of it mm -hmm. well when i was in my last place i did a shitload of research mm -hmm. on lawns how to take care of them what to do with them the best options and it turns out that the best options that i was able to find is only mow your lawn like once a month for a few years let those weeds get in there let those weeds fix the lawn for you because first you'll have dandelions mm -hmm. then you'll have daisies and then you'll start to have beautiful green grass and if you spread around wildflower seeds you'll end up having wildflowers throughout it and those too will also help your lawn to grow and eventually mm -hmm. After about three to five years of letting it pretty much go wild in the summer, only cutting it like once a month, mm -hmm. you will also find yourself, or you will find yourself with a beautiful green middle of the forest meadow. Yep. Is envy of all of your neighbors. Mm -hmm. It just takes a while. And here they talk about, you know, only, only mow every other week and um, try to, try to mow a little higher than usual. And, but really just like cut it down to like three inches three mm -hmm. to four inches once a month and do that for a couple of years you will notice a huge difference oh yeah my landlords got really cranky at me when i explained the whole process to them i did anyway and the lawn started looking beautiful yeah well you know they they people we've been we've been brainwashed to throw <laughs> chemicals on there and uh feed the lawn fertilizer also um leave your clippings on the lawn uh-huh and if your clippings are in piles, get out there with a rake and spread them around evenly. It really helps. Yeah, well, it's a it's a natural fertilizer for the lawn. It's it's exactly. it's, it's pure nitrogen. Grass clippings are pure nitrogen. Mm hmm. I actually had to go to my old place today. Really? Yeah, a package I thought got stolen went to the wrong address. Oh. And the person who's renting there now was nice enough to take time out of their busy day to let me know like hey i got a package here for you not sure how long it's been here for and yes. she informed me that she's already moving out after only being there for a little less than six months because the new owner their landlord lives mm -hmm. above them mm -hmm. apparently they're completely psycho so. oh wow 
amazing what happens when people become landlords, man. Mm-hmm. Either they are really awesome or they just go psycho. Yeah, well, that's what happens. All right, well, we've got a really another uh, another great one here before we just sort of move on to other stuff. Harvesting garlic. This is ah, something yes, I, I'm getting ready to. This week, I get to harvest garlic scapes. Ooh. And I figured some, something I'm going to try with garlic scapes, which uh, sounded interesting to me, is I'm going to make garlic salt out of them. That's a great idea. Oh, and for those who don't know what garlic scapes are, what are they? Garlic scapes are... They've got a picture of them in here. Let's see. Or do they? Oh. I thought they had a picture. They do talk about them here. What happens is if you got if you grow hard hard neck garlic, there's two types of garlic: hard neck and soft neck. Hard neck garlic sends up a a uh, flower stem. Um, if you plant your garlic in the fall, around about usually it's in the middle of June to late June. This year it's late, but middle of June to late June it sends up a flower stem. It's called the scape, and the flower stem grows to about a foot and a half long and then does a curly-curly. And once it does a curly, you cut it off. Because if you let it flower, it takes away from growing your garlic. It it impacts the bulbs. But the garlic scapes um, arrive about a month before the garlic is ready to harvest. And you can cut the garlic scapes off, and anywhere you use garlic, you can use the scapes. They taste like garlic, they're just not as strong as garlic. And a lot of people take and make pesto out of them. Um, I've taken them, I took them last year and I pickled them. And uh, I pickled them as a, as a hot and spicy. And then I uh, had somebody buy some from me and they used it for putting into their uh, Bloody Marys. Nice. So, so there's lots of good uses. But this year, because I just made um, um, not rosemary, um, basil salt. And how you make basil salt is you pick your basil, you throw your basil in a blender, and then you fill it full of salt, and you blend the basil and the salt together. And you're going to end up with wet, damp salt, and then you take that salt, and you spread it on a cookie sheet, and you dry it in the oven. And then after it's dry, you throw it back in the blender and powderize it down so it's a really, so it's a really fine salt, and now you have basil salt. Well, I'm going to try the same thing with garlic scapes to see if I can make a garlic salt. Another thing you can do with scapes is you can uh, just dry them like you dry chives. Just mm-hmm. chop them up and put them into a dehydrator. Yep, you or can you do- can leave them out to dry in the sun if you have enough sunshine. Yeah, you can do that too. Lots of good things you can do with garlic scapes, and it helps helps um, helps extend your harvest out for you. And for people who can't grow garlic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find garlic scapes for really cheap in Chinatown. Yeah. Chinatown is where I first came across them. I had no idea what they were. So I bought them, took them home, figured out how to use them. Yep. So, yeah. So it's harvesting time. And this article here goes through how to and what to. And one of the tricks about uh, harvesting your garlic that I caught from this article that I haven't tried yet. And that is about two weeks before harvesting your garlic, you stop watering it. Oh. You And you let the bed dry out. And you get a better what garlic. It helps the leaves die out. It, it pulls all the energy from the leaves and puts it into the garlic bulb. That makes sense. Cool. Thereby making better garlic for you. 
So I shall be trying that trick this year because my garlic is all in a bed by itself this year for the most part. I've got garlic in other beds that I can't stop watering, but I have one bed of just pure garlic. And so awesome. I'm, I'm going to try it in that bed and I'm going to try to stop watering because it's about two. I'm about two or three weeks out now from where I stop watering and wait two weeks to harvest. So I'll be harvesting my garlic around the end of July. I hope you get lots and lots of garlic because your garlic tastes way better than the stuff I get at the grocery store. Everything homegrown tastes way better than anything you buy at the grocery store. Although oh, I did yeah. I did make salsa last night. Cool. Mm-hmm. You know, I had an interesting experience the other night. What's that? Um, I've only ever had squash from your garden. Mm -hmm. I had never really had squash before. I've never bought it. Mm -hmm. And somebody gifted us with the spaghetti squash. And I'm guessing it came from the grocery store because it had a sticker on it. Yeah, that'd be grocery store. And um, when, I, when I squash from your garden, it takes about an hour for spaghetti squash. Mm -hmm. I had to cook this sucker for two hours. It wasn't and it was a tiny one oh, compared to what you've given me. It was tiny and it was not very flavorful. And I've noticed a strange phenomenon with all the veggies that I get from the grocery store that mm. I usually get from your garden now. Mm -hmm. It makes me sick. It makes the kids feel sick too. Pesticides. It's interesting. Pesticides. Hmm? Pest uh, pe pesticides. You gotta remember everything I grow, I grow a hundred percent without pesticides. I have I have some people sort of whine at me because I have bugs on my plants. They go, you know, well if the bugs are eating them, you know they're gonna be edible for humans. You know, yep. it's the the bugs get their share, but they never take it all. You know. Um it's like I, I, I get these complaints that say, yeah, well, my idea here is to attract all of the na the natural predators to take care of the bugs. But if you start <laughs> spraying stuff, you kill everything. Yeah. And you and yourself. Pesticides are not good for you. You know? No. Like, a lot of the veggies that I've now learned how to cook and eat came from your garden. Mm. And when I haven't had stuff from your garden, I've, I've gone to the grocery store, and it's just, it, it makes me so sick. Yeah, well, it's the pesticides. Yeah, that does make a lot of sense. I mm. noticed that when I uh, launched my spinach, we were mm -hmm. talking about that last time we had a show, how I had to do that. Mm -hmm. The water went yellow. It's supposed to go kind of greenish, but it went yeah. like bright yellow. That yeah. was weird. That is weird. It is, it is supposed to turn greenish, but not yellow. Yeah, it turned bright yellow. It's like, ooh, is it safe? <laughs> something, something, something's wrong there. Something just ain't. Yeah. Something ain't. Something ain't coming across prep properly. Yeah, it looked like it looked like like some kind of uh, radioactive stuff. Yeah. Well, my spaghetti, my spaghetti squash is starting to grow, so I might, I should get spaghetti squash this year. And I also, I've got three blue pumpkins growing, and they're starting to grow quite nicely. And I really want those blue pumpkins. <laughs> It's like I, I I bought a blue pumpkin at the grocery store last year, but I bought it. It came from it came from a local farm out on uh, out on the peninsula. Mm -hmm. So you know how much pesticides they use, I don't know. And but the squash was delicious. Its its storage was longer than spaghetti squash because I had which means that it probably wasn't cleaned, which means it probably didn't have. Yeah, at least not very many pesticides. Whatever it was, it was great. And I, now I, har I harvested the seeds from it because I bought it specifically to get the seeds. And I figured, well, I may as well cook it and eat it and see how it tastes. 
and I thoroughly enjoyed the flavor of it. It was actually better tasting than spaghetti squash. But um, it um, it uh, produced seeds, and the seeds have been viable. I'm growing plants from the seeds, which is nice. And uh, the storage of it, like I bought it like last late September, early October last year, and I didn't cook it till February of this year. And it and it wasn't even stored very well. It sat on my kitchen table all winter. <laughs> you know, so it wasn't even stored properly. And th there was in a there was in a warm, hot, hot apartment all winter long. Because my apartment never gets cold and I never turn the heat on. Apartments never seem to get cold unless you're in a corner one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's because you got people beside you, above and below you. All those people run their heat for you. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I'm more than happy to let them spend money on their hydro bill. <laughs> hey, you brought succession planting. I was eyeballing that one. Succession planting. Where'd that one go? Right below harvesting garlic. There we go. Succession planting. Yeah, I put you it in it twi twice. I put it in twice because I liked it so much. <laughs> Double the awesomeness. Uh, this is something I'm practicing this year as much as I possibly can. And the idea behind succession planting is the moment you harvest something from your garden, you plant something new immediately. Um, and you plant something for the seasons. Like once I harvest all my garlic, I'll be putting in some cold weather crops into the spots where the garlic is. Because they'll they'll mature through the rest of the summer and they'll start to uh, they'll start to mature. I'm putting broccoli in is what I'm putting because broccoli or not broccoli. Um, I've got broccoli growing all over. Um, Brussels sprouts. I'm putting Brussels sprouts in because Brussels sprouts don't uh, mature until um, uh, early October all the way through till till January. And that doesn't overuse your dirt. No, because each plant requires something different. Some plants put other things back in. Oh, okay. So there's like specific plants that you put one after the other then. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. succession planting and crop rotation. I understand crop rotation. I I haven't actually heard of, of uh, planting, uh, succession planting. Yeah. Well, succession planting is, you know, doubling your yields by planting different things. You harvest something, then you sow something. Um, what do they have here? I can't remember. Um, give your so okay. You start your summer crops while your spring crops are growing. Um, you stagger plantings like with peas. You can. I, I didn't do a very good job of staggering my peas this year. No. No. Like like they say about gardening. When was the best time to start gardening? Ten years ago. Second best time <laughs> is now. The reason ten years ago is because your first couple three four years, you keep making stupid mistakes. I'm in year three now. And I'm still making learning mistakes, not stupid mistakes. Well, learning mistakes. You make a lot of learning mistakes. Like I'll try this or I'll plant this here and they find out it doesn't it doesn't grow well there. You gotta grow it over here in the garden because every garden has its own microclimate. You know, you have shade from your neighbor's trees, your neighbor's fence might even be shade in the section of your garden that you weren't aware of until you started growing crops there. So and then and then you got to learn what your dirt is doing. You got to get your dirt prepared. Like I thought I prepared a lot of chunks of my dirt last year, but it turns out some of the stuff I prepared isn't as good a dirt as I thought it was. You know, oh. it's it's like it's 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 a really big process. 
you know, and I didn't I didn't do enough preparation over the winter, like putting uh, mulch down or compost down on top of some of the beds where I should have put compost down on top of some of the beds to really help those beds out. This year I'll be doing better. But, you know, and it's a constant change. You know, um, <clears throat> they talk also on this on intercropping, you know, putting in different crops that help each other grow. You know, sort of like planting garlic around your pepper plants and tomatoes. Garlic and onions around your pepper plants and tomatoes. Um, planting beans in, planting beans, bush beans in around your tomato plants. Put all, put a whole bunch of bush beans in around your tomato plants. Because the bush beans put, fix nitrogen to the soil while, that you're, while your tomato plants suck nitrogen from the soil. Ooh. So it's all about it's all about figuring that out, you know. This one here, I actually have corn growing this year, so I've got a plant. You got it growing? Oh yeah, I've got well half of it. Ha ha half the seeds I planted grew. <laughs> so I'm gonna get about I'm gonna get about 50 corn plants versus the 125 I planted. Hey man, you've been trying to grow corn for two years at least. No, growing this year. The, the first year it grew great. Last year <laughs> I planted it seven times. <laughs> I even tried starting them in the greenhouse. It's like last year I couldn't I couldn't grow corn to save my life last year. <laughs> this year I've got corn, but what I have to do is I have to get in the ground now that they're sprouting. I have to get my runner beans planted next to the uh, corn stalks because about the time the corn stalks get tall enough to support them, the runner beans will be running up and using the corn stalks as support. Cool. And corn is a nitrogen sucker. Whereas the beans fix nitrogen into the ground, I also need to put a couple of squashes in there because the squashes will. This is the this one here goes back to the to the First Nations, the uh, three sisters: corn, squash, and beans. Yeah, you know, because the the corn provides provides support for the beans. The the um, squash plants provide these big leaves which shade out all the weeds. Which is perfect. So it's a, it's a really perfect trio. So. All right. Building a raised flower bed. That's what I've been doing for the last month, building raised flower beds. Not for me, for a client. One of my first oh, clients. This, this article takes you through how to do it and why it's a good idea to build raised garden beds. Hmm. Okay. Well, what do you what do you what do you got from it yourself? Those are not all the tools you need. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, what other tools do you need? Um, let's see. I don't see any uh, screwdrivers. You know, they're going to put it together with decking screws um, and bands. I also don't see a paddle wheel for uh, countersinking the uh, screw heads so you don't uh, bump up against them. Um, let's see. <laughs> the Using a saw, saw a saw saw for cutting the boards is a really silly way to do it because those motherfuckers don't cut straight to save your life. Well, actually, I think they also have a drill. Hmm. They have a drill, but that's really it. Yeah. There's a more. drill with bit. Mm -hmm. But yeah, uh, raising, uh, building raised. Oh, garden. well, here, here it is. They've got lumber cut to your predetermined size. <laughs> that way you don't have to cut any wood. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember all the reasons why. Okay, I can tell you. One, 
it's they're especially useful if you're in a cooler climate because you raise the beds off the ground and the soil heats up faster in the spring another is it's really hard unless you've got good soil to begin with for tilling it up and turning it into a garden raised beds you put good soil in to start also with raised beds if you raise them up to four feet versus two like mine are all mine are all two feet high i should have gone to four foot high beds and you can do some hugo culture in the beds and hugo culture means you take all those stumps and all those logs and tree limbs and everything else you tried to figure out what to do with on your property and you pour them all into the bottom of the bed and you and you pile it all with soil because the uh, all that wood when it starts rotting will provide place for fungus and it will also hold, hold moisture you will uh you will use less water <clears throat> i really wish i really wish i had done that i wish i'd known more about that when i started the oasis but i have what i have um so yeah and the other thing is is it helps control plants like you can build specific beds for controlling your herbs which spread very well especially if you grow things like mint and uh and thyme and uh mint thyme uh trying to think of all the herbs i've got contained in pots because they start spreading like wildfire basil um basil not so much man basil's real finicky little thing i'm i'm really impressed that i'm able to grow it this year i finally i think i finally figured out how to grow basil every year i tried to grow it i kept killing it well um i just remembered some of the things like one of them is uh helps with the water because the water will actually stay in the dirt rather than go totally into the ground mm -hmm. so it's a little better for water and it's also better for getting to your garden because you don't have to lean over quite as much mm-hmm and that's another that's another reason for building four foot ones you don't have to bend over you don't have to get down on your knees to work on the four foot ones you can just bend over a little bit and it also helps to deter the critters yeah some of them some of them helps to deter some critters yeah those are that's similar beds as i was building that looks like two by two by two by twelves mm -hmm. that's expensive that's expensive wood Especially if, it, especially if it was cedar. But if you go to uh, construction sites, there's always stuff that you can grab from there. Mm -hmm. You got to be careful about using that, though. You got to make sure it's not treated wood. Yeah. Most of the time, the wood, from my understanding, is not treated until they actually, until they've actually cut it and they're about to put it in. Nope. Because if you, they no, they buy it pre-treated. You buy your wood pre-treated. It's it goes through a chemical treating process before you buy it. That's why you buy either treated wood or non-treated wood. They Interesting. Don't, okay, don't, and I guess we've just lucked out with the places we've gone because most of the wood that we've gotten over the years, it's not treated. Yeah. Well, that's been that's been luck, but you know, luck or you know, those old 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 stuff where they used to build with, you know, when they were building with. Um, with uh first growth forest there's a big difference like i know somebody here who has a house they had to fix some stuff in there the house was originally built like 70 70 years ago back when they were harvesting originally harvesting the forest here they were still getting they were still getting old growth forest mm -hmm. and it's much tighter ringed wood more dense and they had to replace stuff with with more modern wood and it wasn't the same quality wood even though it was the same thickness 
Because our modern wood is almost all the wood we get now is second and third growth forest. There's very little that, old growth wood. That makes sense. And the wood's um, not of good quality. It's like it's why it's one of the reasons why when you go to the uh, when you go to the hardware hardware store or the lumber yard and pick your wood, you actually have to examine each and every board to make sure they're not twisted and warped. Oh. And it's because the wood is so young and and it's just it just twists and warps as it dries really easily. Hmm. I've already made the mistake of buying twisted and warped boards because I wasn't paying attention when I grabbed it. I won't be big I don't make that that mistake anymore when I have to go buy wood. So I brought something kind of cool. It's old time weights and measures. Old time weights and measures. Where's that? Yeah, um, it's still under random garden things. It's the last one there. Okay. I just thought this was really fascinating. And who knows? It might become a thing again. Well, it could. But it goes through, like, what a bushel is and and what, uh, what well, a bag is. and Those those, me the those measures are still used by farmers. Yes, but, like, a bushel is 60 pounds mm -hmm. um, uh, for apples. 52 pounds for beans and it's just it's so interesting because i never really thought about how many pounds a bushel is i just figured a bushel was about the size of those of those uh cart cartons baskets what do you basket. call those? no sir i call them a bushel that's a basket okay basket okay so i just you know pictured that basket whenever mm -hmm. i pictured a bushel mm -hmm. it never occurred to me and i have no idea what a pottle is <laughs> i've never heard of a pottle or coom a pottle or a coom or an anchor a hogshead like hogshed uh, uh, hog <laughs> hogshead 63 gallons that is 63 gallons that's a that's a barrel of beer <laughs> or a half a barrel of beer i believe it's a half a barrel of beer a hogshead of beer the half barrel and a puncheon mm -hmm. and a butt <laughs> like i had no idea about most of these and i just like perkin yeah well perkin you know, is it, it brings you went too high up but yeah there we go uh firkin where'd it go there you go nine gallons <laughs> give me a firkin of it man i'll take a firkin of beer <laughs> it kind of reminds me one of the things that got caught my caught my really kicked my mind here was have you ever seen you know back back in the day when they said oh he's only got an eighth grade education well, mm -hmm. an eighth grade education used to actually mean something significant. Yeah. And back in the day, you know, we're talking 60, 70 years ago, most people didn't get past eighth grade. And eighth grade was more of the equivalent of a two, two or three year college education. Now, they had a test and it was kicking around the Internet for a while. The eighth grade test from way back in the 20s or something, somewhere in that zone, included all of this math you had to do for for how many bushels to this or how many bushels would you get off of an acre of farm and and on and on all of this stuff and i looked at it and said yeah i'd never pass that <laughs> no me either because they're too busy making sure that you know that how many genders there are these days mm -hmm. yes they are they are way too busy making sure everyone knows how many genders there are while complaining that it should be something else. Depressing, really. Well, it is kind of depressing. Thinking of which, Boy Scouts is no longer the Boy Scouts. Oh, God. 
They are absolutely <laughs> no longer Boy Scouts. That's why I left. No, they aren't. I am so glad that we got out when we did, because mm. holy shit. Oh dear God, you they're flying. You want to play the video? No, why not? Let's see this horror. USA LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm really glad that we got out when we did. I mean, I like the fact that Boy Scouts let girls in. I do think that Girl Scouts should have let boys in. Yep. I, you know? <sighs> yeah, well... just be called Scouts. I can see that, but some of the other stuff they're doing right now is just wrong. Not to mention the scouts. The paperwork that they were trying to get us to fill out, it's insane. Mm -hmm. It's like, it, it's like a thousand pages of BS. Yeah, I remember. I remember having to fill out the paperwork for every camp and other stuff. And every, every one of the courses that they had you do, because I was a new scout leader, the courses were ridiculous. I didn't like them. I didn't really learn anything from them. Mm. Hell, I basically just ignored them while I did other things and then took the test at the end and followed uh, common sense, which is unfortunately not common anymore, and I aced every single test that they gave me. It's like, yeah. you guys aren't teaching anything. Yeah, they're, they're taught nothing. Okay, Brad, done. <clears throat> yeah, well, they're, they're no longer scouts. Yes, one of the big reasons why I bailed. The biggest reason was they mandated vaccines on everything, so... Yeah, and it has cost them a lot of members. This is true. Mm -hmm. Well, the United States lost. Um, the United States lost uh, over half its membership in one in one fell swoop when they when they allowed when they when they started allowing uh, uh, gays and other things into it. The Mormon Church pulled out entirely, and the Mormon yeah. Church was over half the membership of the Scout Boy Scouts in the states. The Mormon Church went I mean, and created its own scouting program. Everybody knew that there was gays in scouts. Mm -hmm. Everybody knew that. It just wasn't really talked about, kind of like the army. Yeah. And you weren't kicked out if you were outed. It yeah. just wasn't talked about. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Well, the, I think, no, the Mormon church left mainly because the Boy Scouts allowed girls in. Well, that makes sense. I mean, it was supposed to be a thing for boys. Yeah. The problem is, is that girls like me were bored to death in Girl Scouts. Yes, well, that was the that was the one that was the one good thing about it was it allowed the, it allowed the minority of girls that just didn't fit into Girl Scouts. Mm -hmm. And it is a minority. I mean, from what I can tell, um, there's been girls following along in Boy Scouts like since day one because the little sisters would follow along anyway. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah. So it's another thing that they could have just left alone and nobody would have said anything because the sisters followed, the daughters followed. They just kind of hung out and they couldn't get the badges. They could learn everything anyway. Yeah. Um, that would have been good enough for me. Oh, yeah. That's something I don't understand. What's that? Why, why make it so that it has to be accepted by everyone rather than just leaving it as don't talk about it and just let it happen? Let people. What is, the, what, what is so bad about that? I have no idea why they want to cram things down people's throat. Because the more you try to cram something down people's throat, the more they rebel. Yeah, but 
like like for instance scouts if if i had been able to i mean i used to follow you along on all the scout adventures anyway and i wasn't allowed to be a scout mm-hmm. nobody cared and nobody, nobody cared, cared at all nobody cared i dragged my daughter along no <clears> and i don't think it i don't think anyone has ever really cared with about the fathers and brothers dragging their little younger sisters along or their their daughters along ever so if nobody cared that girls were part of it anyway mm-hmm. why did why did people start freaking out and being all like oh girls have to be able to earn the badges too the badges were cool but really badges mm-hmm. really so important no well for it, for those for those that are driven for a goal goal basis they're very important for goal basis i guess but i mean it's it's the same kind of mentality that's been taken over everything like it was already happening. It just wasn't official, but that wasn't good enough. Yeah, well, that's what's that's what's wrong. That's what's wrong with it. We need to get the it's official jingle. Official jingle for this. Left nut. There you go. The official jingle for this <laughs> section. Since we're in here, let's see about this woman who married a rag doll and had a beautiful baby <laughs> to welcome in Clown World. Uh, don't you just love this stuff I bring for a good night, Left Nut? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, how sweet. Clown world, big time. She actually married a ragdoll and had a beautiful ragdoll baby. Well, she should be divorced. Did she actually go to the hospital? I guess so. She (laughs) she should be divorcing it real soon, too. I mean, after all, the woman who married the jet (laughs) airliner divorced it. The woman who married herself divorced herself. Um... Trying to remember the list of these women that have married ridiculous items, and then, then six months later, they divorce them. They're not happy. <laughs> oh, my God. This poor 37-year-old woman couldn't get a date, so her mom made her a ragdoll boyfriend, as a joke, I'm sure, and this lady decided to base her whole life around the fake romance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about it <laughs> right there. We are watching the end of civilization as we know it. Oh, it's we've been watching the end for the last twenty years. Yeah, but now we're like at the tail end. Like no, right no, I, I, no. I start seeing bombs fly. We're we're <laughs> we're at the we're at the peak right now. We're it's been peak. I guess we're I guess we're on the downward slope. We peaked out a year or two ago. Yeah, we peaked out a couple of years ago, Dad. Come no, on, give no, times. It, it peaked. It peaked <laughs> out. It peaked out during the during the uh, COVID uh, crisis. Yeah. It peaked out. It peaked out. It peaked out about a year ago, about a year and a half ago. I, now, now I it's on its downwards. We started climb. calling it riot season for summer. Yeah, that's when we peaked out. Mm-hmm. Summer of love. <laughs> All right, Britain beat the Nazis, but they're still taking over. What's yep. This? But they were still taking over. They're taken over by LGBTQ men. Oh yeah. And I like this. Hitler, 1933. I made a flag to replace the national flag to ensure that everyone complies with my ideologies about power, social hierarchy, and human identity. Lefties, 2022. I made a flag to replace the national flag to ensure everyone complies with my ideologies about power, social hierarchy, and human identity. Oh, yeah. Exactly the same thing. Oh, yeah. It just has a more... uh, I'm not sure what the right word is. Uh, inviting nature? No. It's it's being crammed down people's throats. Very I mean, so. you're, you're talking about the percentage of the population 
that naturally is gay, bi, or whatever is less than 5% of the population in total. The ones that are Considering true... Considering the size of the population, I would say it's more like 15% at this point, but no, still very, no. very small amount. You, you, missed, you, missed, you missed my key phrase there, naturally. Yeah, naturally. It's not 15% naturally. It never has been. Never will okay. be. It's artificial right now. It's artificial. You got people out there that that will buy into anything to make them feel happy. You know, they're unhappy for whatever reason. They could even be in a perfect household where they've got great parents and other things, but for some reason they're unhappy. They they are introduced to this new ideology and they buy right into it. You know. That is true. I mean, that woman married a freaking ragdoll. Yes, well, and had a ragdoll baby. That actually kind of encompasses at least seventy percent of the population. Yes, you know, and this is and this is the problem. We've also got a population in the world right now, for the most part. We'll take the West because there's a large chunk of the world where they don't have this many problems because they're too busy surviving to to deal with this crap. Because if you're surviving, you don't have time to deal with this shit. You don't have time to contemplate the ideology of, hmm, you know, I don't feel right in my body. I must be gay or I must be yeah, transgendered because I don't feel right in my body. But you don't have that's you a weird thing is somehow the people who are busy surviving have to also take that into consideration, because if they don't take that into consideration, they can't get a job in order to continue surviving. So it's just an added stress to everything else. Yeah. And it's like no wonder people are shooting up their freaking neighbors and families right now oh yeah well it's it's that uh, people are losing their shit but yeah we've got people that just if you're surviving you don't do it but naturally in nature you can see i mean nature in nature you have your occasional gay animal yeah you know like the gay giraffes at the museum when i was a kid you know it, entertaining but it, you have it it happens but that's almost like nature's way of taking those critters out of the gene pool. Kind of, yeah. You know, it's like nature goes, you know, I really don't want your genes back in the gene pool. Something went wrong. Well, we'll make you gay and we'll ensure that you won't go back into the gene pool. Actually, thinking about it, it's not, it's probably more likely simply population control, natural population control. Yeah. Less about the genes, more about the population. Well, and, now that I think about it, it, you know, all this gay and uh, lesbian stuff that's going on right now and transgender things be a little more natural than we realize because it might just be nature going, okay, population control, time for you all to just stop having kids. No, I, 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 I'll call it as getting them removed from the fucking gene pool because their genes are being wiped out of the gene pool. Yeah, but also... Population control. I mean, when you well, it, it does it does it does both. It does yeah. both of them. But I personally think it's more about getting their genes out of the gene pool so that that so that those <laughs> genes don't continue to to propagate. I think it's both in one. But mm. when you think about history, like in Rome, Rome went the exact same direction, and Rome mm -hmm. stopped. Rome died. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder if this is just. The end phase of all large civilizations. This is the end phase of every civilization that attains um, what's peace? the word? Not peace. Um, 
luxury for their mm. citizens because people who don't have something to strive for or don't have to make an effort end up looking for the most ludicrous ways of entertaining themselves entertaining and also feeling like they matter that's right look at the royalty back in the day yeah look at the well, royalty now for it's, it's, the royalty haven't changed okay the elite no, really the, the elites have never changed quiet about They're, what they do you know well that's because they can be They're yeah, the like, they're the only ones that have true privacy. When you start, when you when you don't have to fight for your everyday life, you start mm. to get bored and you look for reasons to continue going. Yes. Yeah, you do, and that is the way it is. So interesting. All right, let's see about this. Uh, people trying to stop an F one fifty pickup. <laughs> So this is um, this is a bunch of protesters who seem to think they can stop the F-150 from rolling through the crowd. It's got mm -hmm. a beautiful video of the guy just going like maybe 5K an hour. All right, let's watch the left tards. Yeah, right. <laughs> they, they tried so hard to stop it. It was um, driving through a group of abortion rights protesters, and that guy just wasn't having any of it. And then the second link I have there is uh, there was a group of protesters from 2020 who were, I forget what they were protesting, but this older feller just wanted gas, so he just drove right through them at about one click an hour. Let's see what we got. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised anyone thinks they can stop a moving vehicle. Yeah, they tried really hard, and like this one is really entertaining because they tried so hard to stop the vehicle. They even hop on the back and bounce it, trying to stop it. It's like, you guys are stupid. They they really try and stop it, but this guy just wanted gas, and he's an older fellow. And when he gets there, they all start like. When he gets to the to the pump, they all like circle around him and sh start shouting at him. But as soon as he opens the door, they all vanish. And then there's like two that stop him from getting gas oh. and scream at him, and he just keeps gesturing at the gas at, at the pump and going, "I want gas. Why are you stopping me from getting gas? I need gas." <laughs> they're calling him. A, they're calling him a racist. They're calling him a racist. Do you hear that? Oh, yeah. Yep. They call him a racist. <laughs> for wanting to get gas. And they, they accuse him of trying to mow them down and run them over. And what is that? Like a quarter of a kilometer? At a give, or, give or take. <laughs> see? He's trying to stop by bouncing. He can't even bounce the truck. That guy's got a stiff suspension. Did you see that? He was bouncing on it and the truck didn't move. Yep. He's got a nice vehicle. That's nice F-150. What I would give for a truck like that. Yeah, it's a nice truck. Condition, beautiful. And do you see that? Door opens. Poof, they all yep. vanish like chickens. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep, that's actually funny. <laughs> yeah. He's an older fella too, and he's just totally calm, being like, I want gas. Yeah. Let me get the gas. <laughs> 
Real estate is so nuts that a creepy little alley in the Houston suburbs. Oh God, yeah, I believe it. Yep, I thought this was kind of entertaining, and it's a tiny little alley, and they can't even make it sound good in the ad. It says, if you've always wanted to own a piece of land in Bel Air, a small opportunity just opened up. A very small opportunity. A 1,005 square foot lot at 4630 B Willow Street in Bel Air was listed for sale 10 days ago with asking price of 50000 And that's all they could say about it. <laughs> oh, what can you say? A 1,000 square foot lot, that's smaller than your apartment. And it's probably not even oh, yeah. in a square. It's probably like... Uh, Two feet wide by ten feet long or something. Yep. But that that's how crazy freaking real estate is. You can buy a creepy little alleyway for fifty thousand. All right. Well, on that note there, we're gonna take a moment break while I go refill my drink and uh we'll be right back for all of you that are actually watching and listening to this crazy <laughs> show. All right, let's go with um Women call me lazy. I'm not the kind that they would understand. Ladies say I'm the king of one night stands. Take a man when I kiss and tell. No, I do not like to dance. Don't cut up or make romance. Most times I just like to be by myself. If Jesus takes me far away, if he gives me a hand, if Jesus calls for me today, I got bad news for the angels. Jesus are cool And we will howl at the moon When I've had a little Too much to drink I can't better express myself The spirit's on that time will And I don't care what anybody thinks I'm a selfish guy And I don't care why you cry You better not if Jesus takes me far away, 
If he gives me a halo If Jesus comes on me today I got bad news for the angels Some bad, bad news for the angels All righty. Lee's so, back. My hubby just informed me was wavering in and out of sound. What was that, the song? Yeah. Yeah, it sounded like it was, it was giving some grief there. Let's hope the audio is good because we're up to seven people watching. Yeehaw. I know this. This is awesome. I'm so glad everyone could make it to our crazy psycho show. Feel free to leave us some some stuff in the chats or feel free to donate to the show. You know, we'll take we'll take Odyssey coins. That's really all you can give us. <clears throat> you know. Other than that donate, say hi, argue, disagree, agree, whatever you want. And put something put some comments in there, you know, we'll play off those and we'll have some entertaining fun. Come on, trolls, oh. do your job. That would be so awesome if people like piped in with their thoughts or yeah. agreements, agreements, something. Or give us, a, like, throw a link in. We'll follow the link and check it out. That'd yeah. be cool, too. See where it goes. So I had enough time to go out and check on the chickens. They put themselves all to bed. Cool. The camera, the camera still doesn't point in the right spot because they chose an entirely different roost that I intended for them. Really? I, well, I put a beam across because initially I had to hang food and water in there. And that's the one they chose, which is <laughs> above and behind the camera. And they all get up there and roost. Damn camera shy chickens. I, I created them what I thought was the perfect roosting thing. And they all picked the wrong one. They're all huddled together. Well, that that's just like anything that you ever do for your animals, man. You think you get the perfect thing for them. And then they go for something totally opposite, like cat toys yes. or dog toys. Yeah, it's, just, it's downright insane. But they they are really good about putting themselves to bed now. So they got a great way yeah. better than you having to run around catch them and chuck them in. Yeah, that was no fun when I had to catch them and chuck them in. <laughs> All I right, uh huh. Let's see where else can we? Where shall we go next? Canada is going full retard. All right, let's go Canada. Oh yeah. A top Canadian university held segregated graduation ceremony for black identifying students. That means white kids that sound black can show up. Yeah, maybe if they approve. I mean, I've heard hearsay about the paper bag test being used again. If you're not black enough, you don't get to go. Oh, well, that figures. Yeah, that's not paper black. Bag test is something that a lot of people don't even know about. Oh yeah, uh, that's because they don't remember the. You had to be darker than a paper bag to be uh, considered black. Yeah, and the paper bag test once upon a time was used to keep out people who are darker than a paper bag or the same color as a paper bag. You had to be whiter than a paper mm -hmm. bag to go in places. Problem is, now you have to be darker than a paper bag. I would fail the paper bag test after a summer in the sun. After a summer in the sun, I'll fail the paper bag test because I get really super dark tanned. Yeah, but now you'll pass the paper bag test. Mm. 
Because you have to be well, darker you, you, than a paper you, bag in you, order to go in places. You just you misunderstood me. I you passed the test. You're darker than you're darker than paper bag. You I guess nowadays if you fail the test if you're darker than a paper bag. Is that what you're telling me? Oh, you passed the test. You said that you would fail the test. Oh no, I, I would have failed the test because you know I would have been darker than a paper bag, so I would have failed the paper bag test. I would have been considered black. Because back then you had to pass the test to be considered white. Oh, okay. Well, they, they're using it the opposite way now. So the yeah. way to pass is if you're darker than the paper. Yeah. Bag. So now they now they switched it around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because because they're not they're they're not they're not segregating because you because you're black anymore. They're segregating because you're white. But they're not racist. <laughs> no, no, they can't be racist. Only white people can be racist. Come on, remember that. Exactly. Remember that. That's the rule. That's the rule now. <laughs> yes, and the, my goodness, the the crap that they're putting kids through. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's like the it's like one of those uh, tests that I read about, the blue eyed brown eyes test. Mm -hmm. And that screwed some kids up for a while. Mm -hmm. Where if you have blue eyes, you got a special privileges. If you have brown eyes, you didn't get those special privileges. Those kids are screwed up for a long time. Mm -hmm. But they're screwing kids up so bad. Yeah. And yeah, we are resegregating society. If you're white, you're no good. And if you're a parent who doesn't identify as black, so what if it's a mixed race couple? Does that mean one parent gets to go to the uh, graduation, the other one doesn't? That's yep. just fucked up. I know. It's ridiculous. Mm. Or like if you adopted children and you're white and your children are black, you don't get to see your children graduate. That's right. Yeah. And what happens if your parents are, are black and you're white? Like, what do you do then? Yeah. Well, There's we... lots of mixed race families because mm -hmm. until the past 10 years, race really wasn't that big a deal for a good 20 years. Yeah, it was pretty much ignored. It, it, it hit the point where people really didn't pay any attention to it. No, they pay attention to your brain. Yeah, like, they, oh, you're an idiot? Fuck off. Yeah, well. But now it's all about color again. Like, yeah. yeah, it's like it's, and but it's 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 in the reverse of what it was this time. You know, because I they're no, they're, they're, was, you pointed out what? I pointed out that this was happening and that this was going to be what was coming next. You agreed with me, but. So many people out there are like, no way. There's no way we would do that. There's no way that those in power would segregate us. That's just total racism. Mm -hmm. Well, now it's happening. Yeah. No. I'm kind of tired of being right. I'd like to be wrong now. Well, being a proper conspiracy theorist where everything I said was insane and never proven right. Yeah. So the problem is now is that uh, the conspiracy theorists are just like, oh, let's just call them, you know, spoiler alerts. Yeah. <laughs> May as well. I miss my my usual, my, my most of my life conspiracy theorist days, man. It was more fun. Yeah, and even the deepest, darkest rabbit holes are often starting to become be proven true now. So it's like it's no longer. It's getting There's bad. No fun left. It's, it's getting bad. <clears throat> All right. New agenda is it the MNRA or MRNA? What is this? Oh, they're going after Jules e-cigs. I'm surprised that that's going to happen because the Jewel is owned by uh, major manu major tobacco manufacturers. There's something else there. 
There's got to be because they're the only ones they're going after. Well, they're not going after anyone else. Well, the problem is, is only you, Jewel. I, I'd have to look. See, this is the states. We don't we don't really have Jewel up here, do we? We do, but they're not very popular. But Jewel is. They have flavors, but so many have flavors like Enjoy. Yeah. Enjoy and a few others in the U.S. They have flavors too, not just tobacco flavors. And yeah. the FDA is only going after. Oh, and Enjoy Holdings. Oh, okay. So Enjoy hat is. En oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Enjoy. Enjoy is Jewel. Okay. Oh no, no. Jewel's Jewel's biggest rivals is Reynolds American and Enjoy Holdings. To keep tobacco flavored e cigarettes. Okay, so there it's like Jewel Reynolds Tobacco is the largest tobacco company in the States. And Enjoy Holdings is another company, but they're gonna keep tobacco flavored e cigarettes on the market. They're getting rid of the flavored flavors. The stuff that the biggest reason why vaping became popular. Yeah. Is because all the smokers who realize what? I don't have to taste like tobacco anymore. Although it is a little weird to have like teenagers going, "Hey, can I bum a hit off your e-smoke? I could really use a hit of, of nicotine right now." It's like, mm, fuck off, uh, kid. No, <laughs> e-smokes are a little more personal than a smoke from a pack. Mm -hmm. Um, see, they're gonna allow menthol too. Now, the No Agenda Show made mention of this a couple of times in Latin several episodes back, and uh, part of the thing, the menthol. The menthol cigarettes are targeted to the blacks. It's one of the reasons why they're trying yeah. to kill they're trying to kill menthol cigarettes to get the blacks moved on to menthol e-smokes. That makes sense. I remember no agenda talking about it and briefly. It's like I've only peripherally paid attention to the crap around it. It's like we're we're facing a problem in Canada right now where they're trying to ban flavors entirely here too. Yep, but Every everyone that I've talked to, like, oh yeah, they can ban the flavors. We'll just sell the flavors separately at a cheap cost that people can still put the flavor in. Yeah, well, that's that's what's going to happen because there's and that and then they'll find a way. Then the government will will do loops back to close that loophole too. Because actually, yeah. uh, one of my one of my or my regular shop I went to, he was talking about how his company is, is thinking about opening like a sister store that has nothing but flavors mm -hmm. and then that way they can keep the nicotine in one store and the flavors in a sister store mm -hmm. and then the government can't do anything about it because yeah. it's a sister store not me smoke shop yep which is brilliant well that would work mm -hmm. but like they're gonna find a way around it mm -hmm. at least here in canada because canadians don't like being told what to do <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They do like it. 90% of Canadians, actually, what is it? Uh, I guess 85% of Canadians like being told what to do because 85% of them went out there and got their fucking shot. Well, those of us that go to Princess Auto and vape tend not to like being told what to do. Yeah, well, that's a very small minority, unfortunately. I know, unfortunately. They're probably the same ones that own guns. Ron DeSantos is going to declare all religious services essential. essential during states of emergency, which I thought was freaking fantastic. Yeah, well, DeSantis has been doing all kinds of interesting stuff. 
Yeah. I've heard uh, hearsay that he is thinking about running for president. Yeah, well, I keep hearing it, too. I kind of hope he doesn't, because if he does, Florida's screwed. He'll be shot. Well, He'll uh, get shot. Aside from getting shot, Florida will be screwed. Mm. Because what will happen is someone else will get there and undo everything he's done. Yeah, that is true. You know, and, you know, it's like DeSantos, it turns out, I was I was reading an article, DeSantos only won by 1% of the vote. He really? was he, he was barely elected, because he was elected just before the scamdemic hit. And okay. when he was elected, um, on like, it was like a few thousand votes what got him elected. It was, it was neck and neck between him and the Democrat. That was running. I'm glad he won, and I'll bet you that most people in oh. the state are like, oh, thank God. Everyone in Florida is probably fucking, thank God we had him. Imagine we had this other dude who would have fucked us big time during the scamdemic. Yeah. The way so many other states fucked their governor, state governors fucked them, fucked up their uh, populace. The way we yeah. got, the way we got fucked here in BC when it started, it started out, we thought we had a good government. And they were doing really well, and then they had an election right at the very beginning of the scamdemic, and they seemed like they were doing well. They seemed like they had their brain together. I actually voted for them. I seriously regret that now. But then they yeah, went. But as soon as they got reelected, they they went they went all in on the scamdemic. They did one eighty on us. They, all they, of us who voted for them, like what? Exactly. It's like, what the fuck did you just do? I didn't vote for you to do this shit. I voted for you for the shit you were doing. So basically, they scammed us. Yeah. They scammed us big time. And I, you know, it happens. Happens to the best of us. We get scammed. So yeah, I was really, really sad about that kind of crap that happened here in BC. Although I, I keep thinking how grateful I am that here on the island... Most of the powers that be are just too stoned to really enforce anything. Yeah, well, it seems like unless they didn't you really truly enforce anything, they just kind of told the people to enforce it, and no. a lot of places did, but not all of them. Oh yeah, nothing really happened here on the island, but loads happened on the mainland. Oh god, yeah. All right, let's go check out. Let's go check out the amount of stupid in the world. <laughs> I like this section. Camel Toe Harris. What are you doing, Heels Up Harris? <laughs> well, that's how she got where she is. Pretty sure she doesn't have the brain for it, that's for sure. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> All right, what is this? So here she was doing one of her special speeches where she essentially says, you can't get rid of abortions. Because your son might have to grow up and be a parent if you do that. Uh, okay, let's go play this video. And when we think about it, everyone has something at risk on this. Oh, of course it has to be a parent of sons. Do think of everyone has something at risk on this. What? A parent of sons. Do think about what this means for the life of your son. And what that will mean in terms of the choices he will have. And okay. They, they, it cuts out at exactly the right part. You notice that? Yeah. Every single time. 
And we don't get the full cut. Think about it. Everyone has something at risk on this. It stops there and it jumps. It jumps right through. We need a better video. No, we don't have the we don't have the quotes. That sucks. That sucks. I couldn't find a better video. This is what I could find. Yeah. And it just seemed like something she would say, and I found it entertaining. Yeah. If you are the parent of sons, do think about what it means for the life of your son. Well. And what that would I, mean in terms of the choices he will have. He has no choices to begin with anyway, as, as far as abortion goes. The interesting thing about this Roe versus Wade thing that a lot of people are missing. Okay. Everyone's so focused on, oh my God, women can't get abortions. Well, yes, they can. And in 23 of the 50 states, it's nothing changed. Every state yeah. that is having the biggest pro uh, protests, nothing changed in their state. Absolutely nothing. That is the most interesting thing that I've noticed. It's like, if you can still have abortions is where the most damage to hmm. the area is happening over these yeah. protests. Yeah, well, what's interesting... And is the Supreme Court didn't remove any right because there was never a right to abortion. It was a right to medical autonomy. And they always say it's about it's abortion. Roe versus Wade, if you read it all, it's, it was never about abortion, abortion, you know, the right to have an abortion. It was about the autonomy of what's between a patient and a doctor as their personal thing to do. It, and and abortion was a periphery thing to it. The problem is here, the real problem is, of course, everyone who believes that they should have body autonomy for abortions, they don't have the same belief for body autonomy for forced vaccines. No, they don't. Okay. What this did here in the United States is it cleared the deck for the federal government to mandate forced vaccines on the people because now they don't have body autonomy you know it's I did not think about that yeah well it's been mentioned on a no agenda show several times too but they they cleared the deck for it now they put those they put that determination of the rights it's no longer in that federal government's hands actually except for federal organizations and jobs it's in the state's hands Yes. The states get to make the laws now, which is where it was always supposed to be, according to the U.S. Constitution. It was always supposed to be a state's issue, never a federal issue. It was always supposed to be handled on an individual state-by-state -state basis. Each state can determine you know, how liberal they want to be on these. But by clearing this out, what they've done is they've cleared the path for the government to mandate medical procedures because you don't have body autonomy anymore. So then the next one here is about Elizabeth Warren demanding government that the government erect abortion clinics in national parks. Now, one of the major issues regarding this is the Hyde Amendment, which links into the body mm -hmm. uh, autonomy. Yeah. Um, the Hyde Amendment is a provision of federal law that limits the federal government's ability to spend federal money on abortions, except in limited cases of rape or incest or necessary to save life or health of the mother. Yeah. So. I'm wondering, like, even with Roe versus Wade in play, the Hyde Amendment still would would have stopped them from spending the money, anyways. So really, absolutely nothing has changed. Yeah. That was uh, I forgot about that little connection there, but the, I found that really interesting. 
Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Warren here is saying that there is a medical emergency that needs to be declared over the lack of abortions. Mm-hmm. Which, and it, wow, that, that makes my brain hurt. I mean, I love the fact that women are going on a sex strike in order to... Um, Go go against the Roe versus Wade. It's like you know what, that is that's acceptable. You you guys are uh, you're gonna go on a sex strike? Sure, you won't need abortions then. Yeah. Have you have you seen the pictures of the women that are saying they're gonna go on sex strike? Yes, I've seen lots of comments about. Well, you know, if it's not really a strike, a sex strike, if nobody wants to do you anyway. That's pretty much it. <laughs> it's like I've seen these pictures and say, yeah, honey. Um, you are like a case of beer and uh, and uh, two two seven fifty and a and a one point four liter uh, bottle of rum from getting laid, and only and only then because the dude doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, Actually, I I have I have the pro abortion women threaten sex strike over lack of abortions as the next link too, and you can look at the pictures of some of the women. Oh, there we go. All right, <laughs> let's go take a look at these cows. And do you remember uh, last time that women threatened a sex strike? I can't remember what it was over, but like I have no idea. Yeah, it usually it don't last. A couple years ago, right around the time we started doing this, women were like, "Oh, we're going to go on a sex strike because of this," and you know, nothing really came of it. Yeah, like well, okay, sure. Yeah, sure. There's, there's, usually, it's the women that uh, nobody wants anyway, and uh, <laughs> and it also it often leaves a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not a bad taste in the mouth. It's uh, oh, I can't get the can't get the words in my head. Oh well, let's see what we got here. Uh, the article, article. Where's the pictures? Oh, I guess they didn't have the. Pi- I guess they don't have the pictures up anymore. Pictures oh. up. That picture there. Well, she looks like she needs a cattle prod to the nose. <laughs> I'm sure if you if you wiped off her makeup, she'd look pretty cute. Uh, she might. She might. She might pass. She might be a. She might be a six. Makeup makes her look that. like a make makeup makes her look like a four, but with all those holes in her and the big giant earlobe and the uh, and the bull ring in her nose that you can just hook up to a chain. You know. Hey man, each their own for their for their kinks. Yeah, well, kinks. don't diss the kinks. Oh, honestly, I'm, I'm gonna dish them. It's not just <laughs> the kinks, man. It's usually it's usually some other damage along the way. Unfortunately. Yeah, there were pictures. There, there's not any pictures anymore, although there's some pretty entertaining responses. <laughs> Let's see, I have some more here. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Jen Rubin, she's with WAPO. Mm-hmm. And she made a claim recently that a state cannot execute a woman who gets an abortion. Nobody knows where she got that from. And hmm. WAPO is neither confirming nor denying any of this information. They're just leaving her to stand on her own two feet there. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, oh, nude bikers joined the family-friendly pro-abortion protest because nothing says abortion like naked bikers stopping to say hello to your children. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And not even motorcycle bikers, like just cyclists. Oh, they're not bikers. They're bicyclists. Yeah, cyclists. I should have said. Yeah, you, you got you got. 
And then there's another one of Florida kids break into an $8 million mansion, partied and documented the whole thing on social media. Oh, makes it easy for the cops to catch them. Oh, yeah. Gotta love people that <laughs> stupid. Yeah, you and I had, like, just been talking about how Gen Z kids seem to feel rather unimpressed with the idea of breaking rules. Uh-huh. And then I found that article. I'm like, well, no wonder our kids have no interest in breaking rules because idiots like this you know this is what they see it's like why bother <laughs> yeah well yeah, yeah they fun. documented the whole thing and, and put it, on, it so on social media put it on social media that's it's like yeah you're a prime moron dude oh yeah and that's just prime stupidity <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, and um and all their friends. Oh yeah, all the people who went to this party. Problem is, is they they might they might get arrested, but they won't actually do any get charged or do any time because of all the morons that are running the judicial system now are not making people pay a price for their stupidity. No, they get a slap on the wrist these days and told, "Don't do it again." Yeah. All right. Another one here is uh, over 200,000 people liked this tweet, in, despite the fact that Heinz New Roman's bond and even the typewriter itself was not invented until the early 19th century, and this ad was built for 1848. Also, with a minute amount of research, the building's address links to an office building built in 1995. The other, O'Donnell's house, was only ever famous uh, from a writer living there and never did auction. Also, the date on the ad says it will be a Monday for the auction, though the, that date was a Wednesday. Oh, so they didn't do very, their... Hmm? They didn't do their research. No, they, they made a very quick ad just to rile everyone up, and it's like, yeah, it seems like a pretty nasty ad, but you know? And, like, people on here are like, so when you ask us why we just can't get over it, Negroes for sale by public auction. It's like, no, dude, this is fake. This is Times New Roman and typewriter style. This well, is not in 1848. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you. I'll, I'll give you in 1848. They did have public auctions for Negroes. Oh, they did absolutely, but it would have been handwritten, not on a typewriter, which wasn't even invented yet. Yeah, and definitely not with Times New Roman. Well, no. Also, that is way too good of, of grammar. I, I love this trained at hoeing, chopping, tr thrashing, bailing, plowing, peaceful lot. It's like you can read that and you know it's it's somebody that's a, a moron that wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> no troublemaker, strong, can't work in the heat all day long. <laughs> yeah. Ten boys being taught to drive wagons and fetch. Quick learners. Eighteen women, eight with future insurance, all house trained, clean looking, ironing, making beds. Six girls, calmly, 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 quiet, budding out, not headstrong, manageable. One female, superior cook, an excellent seamstress, also for sale at one o'clock. Plow horses, cows, hogs, one prime bull, five head of goats, and two wagons. Come on down to Charleston, South Carolina, to Cumberland Street for the old Donald's auction house. We got prime and healthy ready for you. <laughs> so, yeah. 
<laughs> that that brought out very beautiful, that, a very beautiful presentation. That brought out my southern accent just great. It did. It's amazing what happens when you read stupid out loud. <laughs> Sorry. No, this is this is not a real ad, and yet over two hundred thousand people like this on Twitter. That's because the, the fuck people. The vast majority of people never read past the headline. All they saw was Negroes for Sale by public auction on Thursday, 10 a.m., 12th of April, 1848. They went, oh, my God, this is horrible. Got to spread it around. They didn't even start reading through it. And they, obviously, they have no history to understand the the language of the time. No, and not the, at all. And that, the way that's not the right language for the time. Not the right of spelling. It's not the, the right spelling sp wasn't like this no, back then. No, the spelling was completely different for the 1840s than it is now. For the same words, the spelling was different. Yeah. Language has evolved. Like, Macon definitely did not have an apostrophe N. Come on, people. If you're going to make a fake thing, at least do your research. Yes. Kidding. You know, make <laughs> it cool. And then and then and then use a font that looks like handwriting. Yeah. <laughs> Use a script font, folks. Come on, let's get this right. Use a script font. There's a lot of fonts out there that make that look that look so much like handwriting. It's hard to tell the difference. And yet, stupidity of the internet. You know, it just it never fails us. Nope. Always something to to harp on. All right, and New York City authorities are bulldozing a ton of dirt bikes to remove dangerous menaces from the what? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I broke your brain. <laughs> yes, they are bulldozing uh, dirt bikes because they are dangerous menace to the streets of New York. <laughs> I'm lost. Uh, <laughs> these are dirt bikes. You know, yes, occasionally you get somebody who rides one down the street, but. To bulldoze yep. a bunch of them because you want to keep them off the streets? That makes no <laughs> sense whatsoever. Oh, yeah. And they're so proud of it. They documented it. Look, they, they have, like, the blue uh, ribbon-style mm. uh, cordoned-off area <clears throat> where people can watch. And, like, <clears throat> my goodness, people, they're freaking dirt bikes. Get your life. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's see, what else do I have? Oh, what can I break your brain with? <laughs> I don't know. I've got one here for you. Honest Abe has been canceled at Cornell University. Oh, yeah. I remember reading about this. It's another stupid thing. As they have removed... Oh, they, they removed the Gettysburg Address and Lincoln's bust due to an alleged complaint. Oh, my goodness. The Gettysburg Address is one of the most famous... Moving speeches made after the bloodiest battle in the most, most horrendous war of the United States. Oh, yeah. You know, and it was probably the one item that made that helped to restore. It was it was one of the first steps in the restoration of the Union of the United States. Now, granted, I'm a Southern boy and it was the War of Northern Aggression, but... 
I wish I could remember Even, the Gettysburg Address. I can't remember for the last I can, time. I can remember. I can remember the. By it the first time I. I can. It. I can remember the first sentence. You know, four score and seven years ago, our yeah. our 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 founding fathers founded this nation under you know under God. That's all I can remember, and that's not perfect. It's the four score and seven years ago. I always remember, but it is a very moving speech. Mm -hmm. You know, but yeah. But the, because somebody complained, oh, I think Lincoln had slaves, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yeah, and yeah, his, so. uh, his slaves were the first slaves to be paid, so far as I remember. Uh, he did some really good things for it. And he had slaves simply because it was part of the era. You know, he treated yeah. them well, you know, treated them probably like humans. But, of course, you know, there was certain things happening. Now, granted, Lincoln had some plans for all the freed slaves that didn't include them staying in the United States. <clears throat> He was going to ship them all back to Africa, where they came Which from. Which actually makes sense, because that's where they were taken from. Yeah, they were taken from Africa. He was going to ship them all back to Africa. You know, so I guess there's that problem with him. He wanted them all removed. But at that time there, they probably would have been happy. To, well, I don't know if they'd have been happy to go back to their land, whether, you know, because the United States had more opportunities than uh, Africa. Still has more opportunities than Africa. But at uh, the same time... For that time period, that yeah. was very clear thinking. Yeah. yeah, it was very clear thinking. But they removed the bust and the speech that went with it. And uh, and it, I guess it was first put up in 2013. And they made a prominent feature at a library. And now they've removed it because somebody complained. So if someone goes in there and just has a ripping fart and somebody complains does that mean they'll start spraying aerosol maybe <laughs> you never really know uh oh we got a biden quote here let's go play it and see what this is guys i'm no there's no such thing as a quick one i'm out of here thank you all very much <laughs> I didn't catch all that. There's no such thing as a. Well, the the reporters were hollering out one question, one quick question, one quick question. <laughs> oh, and he said there's no such thing as a quick one. Yeah, and then he bailed. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I, I, I only heard a couple words. I thought it, I thought it would I thought it would be something more entertaining considering it was Biden, because you know Biden provides never ending never ending fodder for entertainment. Oh man, his Biden knees is so interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> here you go let's go pop to some news around the world let's see what Ghislaine 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 Maxwell abruptly put on suicide watch why is she suddenly on suicide watch wasn't she just found guilty yeah. Ghislaine Maxwell was put on suicide watch without psychological evaluation her attorney says um, this I see two things with this. Yeah, well, um, they, they just found her guilty last week. Yes. This 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 is this this article is older than her guilty her finding her guilty. It says June twenty sixth. Yes. Well, it was last week. It was after June twenty sixth. It was like the, the end All of right. last week. All right. So so yeah, this article is too old then. But at the time, I thought because she wasn't able to like uh, read anything regarding her case, I thought maybe this was a way that they were going to have her put everything on hold and not have to go through with everything quite yet. But if she yeah. was found guilty. Then never mind. Yeah. A, a nice meme I've seen, which I, I sort of agree with. 
Do you know how? Do you know? Do you know why? How? Do you know how to know that Trump wasn't on um, on uh, Epstein's uh, flight list? Flight list? Flight logs? Oh, because it hasn't been leaked out yet. That's true. <laughs> I thought that one was entertaining. All right, the sergeant leaked out. Man, that totally would have been leaked out by now. Sergeant at Arms, who oversaw January sixth supposed insurrection where they had like you know four people were arrested with guns that's enough people to take over the united states right <laughs> yeah this feller uh was found dead and at the time of this article the the uh the circumstances of his death were not released yeah. so they were unknown um i am not surprised that he was found dead because he's like the lead he was the lead of the security at the time mm -hmm. There so, was, I mean, he would actually say what, what had happened. There were several people like him that had strange accidents. Yeah, afterwards. there were. There's lots of people who were there who would have told the truth who have suddenly just vanished one way or another. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was 71, <clears throat> yeah. but by today's standards, that's not very old. No. So, uh, it's been interesting watching him drop like flies. Where are you in the notes, by the way? Oh, uh, we're down at news around the world. I'm just sort of popping okay. around. You know, chaos chaos reigns right now. <laughs> chaos reigns. You know, I'm just sort of scrolling through the notes to see what's what we've got here that uh, we could cover because we've got so much insanity going on. And uh, well, we've got 10 and, minutes left. And um, most of this is stuff that I, like, I, I put all this in the week before last for last oh, week's show that we oh. didn't end up doing. I haven't even put anything from this last week. Yeah, neither did I. I I brought it's a lot. A, a lot of my articles were from last week too, and some of it's still relevant, which is really entertaining. After two weeks, some of it's still relevant. Some of it not so much. You know, we've got yeah, like all, the Gisling Maxwell lady. Yeah, well, that one there. That's why I was like, wait a minute. Okay, it would have been relevant last week, but I think it was late last week that they found her guilty, and mm. they sentenced her to twenty years for not trafficking a single child she was sentenced for trafficking but no children were it's like it's nothing was you know they didn't give any of the information like they would have normally oh uh what's this reset under showing through our governments there's hey. some there's some good ones there okay What'd hang on find? i i don't know i've got a, i didn't put titles on my thing so it's a tweet and i'm wondering why i put this here oh so, surprise every time Oh, it's the it's the dog. It's the dog from the beginning of the show. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's what I should do is I should put random ones in here without putting the title on there, so I can see if it's uh, something that's entertaining. Entertaining. Put them in without the titles uh, yeah. when you're putting them in there, and then when when we actually get to the show, you're like, oh, I don't remember what this is, and we can just figure it out. Yeah, figure, figure it out as we go. Um. Yeah, well, we've got something here I do want to cover real quick because this is from the economic collapse and this one here is still kind of relevant. It's still relevant. Um, rationing has begun in Europe. So they're already rationing in Europe. It won't be long before rationing is here in North America. That doesn't surprise me, but wow, I was kind of expecting it not to start until winter. It Well, North America will start winter. 
Europe starts. Europe is starting ahead of us. Europe is always a little ahead of us on this shit. So North America, it'll be winter time. Prepare for rationing, folks. I suggest you start stocking up now to get yourself through winter this year and winter next year with your things like um, rice, uh, flour, sugar, salt, rice, flour, sugar, and salt, and beef or meat, whatever meat you prefer. But rice, flour, sugar, salt, and meat. Because with those, you can pretty much feed yourself for a very long time. Yes, you can. And then canned goods and beans and other things. Beans, too. So, basically, all the essential stuff that stores for a very long time. So, get in there and stock it up. So, they've started they started limiting sunflowers, sunflower oil, um, the, rationing sh the rationing sugar, and um, all of its oversupply problems. Which, of course, they're having because a lot of their supplies came from ukraine oh i didn't know that yeah well ukraine is a, was a breadbasket of europe it's <laughs> until until this the russian fiasco i'll call it a russian fiasco. war um it's they might be it's out of the news it's no longer in the news cycle now you notice uh, i'm still waiting for what uh, what's the next thing they got to tell everyone to change to from the from the ukrainian flag icon uh, go look at twitter and see what all the icons are now then you'll know what the next thing is <laughs> oh seriously well right now we're doing roe versus wade oh so they're then, yeah well, that's right roe versus wade is the big thing right now and then after that i'm pretty sure we'll move into time to get the next vaccine locked down because somebody came down with the cold yeah well we've got that coming too you know, considering Canada's changed the changed the definition of what it means to be vaccinated. Yep. So that's 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 <laughs> on its way. You know, my husband and I were talking in the truck the other day of uh, people, and how is it that people can actually see something? Because we are seeing the damage that vaxes are doing to people. Oh yeah. People are like uh, my old neighbor. Less than a month after her husband got the vax, mm -hmm. he passed. Oh. And, like, within three months, her cancer came back. Yeah. So, it's like, you know, it's pretty rough when you see what the vaxes are doing right off the bat. And then the people who experience it or who see it who are close are like, no, not the vax. What happened? It's yeah. like, like, no, don't you see the correlation? And we were talking about how so many people can see this and experience it and still be completely blind to it. Mm -hmm. And then there's the few people like us who are like, oh, yeah, there's a correlation there. This is a pattern. We should pay attention to this and do mm -hmm. something about it. Yeah. It's like watching people standing next to the river full of alligators and one by one, they're all snapped up and people standing by the river are like, oh, it's not the alligators. Yeah. What are you talking about? It's just what happens. That's what happens. Well... To bring that brings to mind something that I did mean to mention about the vaccine and mm -hmm. people I know that uh, have had one, two, three, and sometimes four. I know somebody young, somewhere in the late thirties, early forties, somewhere in that age range, who has had three shots, never had heart problems. After he had his second one. He started mentioning to me he was having these strange heart palpitations and such. Now, oh, he, man. He was, minor, he was minorly overweight, 
but in 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 the you know, I'm not going to tell him. Like, I tried giving him information on the vax and whatnot, and he pretty much, you know, shined me on. So I don't even try telling people anymore. I just, you know, if they're not going to listen, they're not going to listen, no matter what you do and say. You can give them all the information, but they have to wake up on their own. And uh, so I made mention to him of this. And, uh, well, I said, well, maybe you know, try to do something about your health, you know, lose a little weight, gain a little muscle, you know. So he did. They seem to be okay, but recently, last week actually, and I don't know when he got his third, but I know he had his third, and he had been complaining off and on about these strange heart palpitations and and uh, other stuff, you know, walking upstairs or doing things he'd always feel kind of weird. Well, he went into defib, ended up with oh. a trip to the hospital, and you know, I went over and checked on him. He's he's doing okay. I went and you know, said hi and visited him, and uh, he's he's doing okay. But uh, he looks scared, which well, yeah, is understandable. Your heart is kind of the whole battery for your system. Well, it's not the battery; it's the pump. Battery. Your brain's your brain's the battery. Your heart's the pump. Okay. Yeah, I can see it that way. Yeah. I thought the the brain is kind of the processing system, and your heart is the battery. Because once no. the battery dies, you're dead. Well, the heart's the pump, the oil pump. The heart's the oil pump. <laughs> your brain, mechanic. Your your brain, <laughs> your brain, your brain, your brain might be the processing system, but uh, it's also it's also the main battery. So, okay, we'll go with that. Okay, but anyway, so I I just thought it was fascinating. And there's been a couple others I've heard of that have had the same sort of thing after their second and third shot. Same sort of problems going on. So now I've 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 met people who like like I said, an old neighbor, you she got her cancer back within three months. Yeah, and well. I've I've met people who have become infertile. They've had like six miscarriages since they got their second shot. Yeah, well, we so, uh, and they got their first shot, and, and it's like. <sighs> And we haven't really talked about it on the show, but all of these random sudden deaths, I mean, they've invented a whole new term. It's called SAD, Sudden Adult Death Syndrome. Yeah, like right. we've had uh, the SIDS, but now we have SAD. Well, SIDS, is, SIDS has been around since before you were born. Okay, yes, and because it's also can generally be prevented by co-sleeping, but I mean, yeah, this yeah. is a whole new monster. But this is a whole new thing. They had to invent a whole new thing to come up with a reason why people were suddenly dropping dead for no the apparent reason. reason. Not the vax, at least. Well, that's the whole point. Is they had to come up with something that give it an explanation that's not the vaccine. So they called it they called it sad, you know, sudden adult death syndrome. And now they're blaming they're blaming oh, excessive heat is causing causing heart attacks and death. It's like, wait a minute, this this isn't the first time I've lived through an extremely hot summer, and we we would have people die in extreme heat, but usually they were old people who couldn't handle their body was already in bad shape, and yeah, they. Or or young children. Or young children who can't who can't properly, uh, their body doesn't properly metabolize to dissipate the heat properly, or because you know they're stuck in a hot car that baked up to 150 degrees. They were basically mm -hmm. cooked in an oven. But now they're they're blaming it on something else entirely. You know, it's like the heat suddenly causes this causes sudden heart attacks and other things. It's like they're inventing all this shit. 
to cover what about up places like this island where our heat this summer has been way less than last summer, but we're having more deaths this summer than last summer. Yeah, well, same problem. But so. they're still saying it's sudden heat. It's like, come on, people, come up with something that is at least a little believable. Well, that's the whole point. But people are still buying into it and believing it. A large chunk of people are buying into and believing this shit. Just don't understand how people can be so willingly blind. Because they prefer to be led. Most people prefer to be led. They don't want to be. They don't want to lead. They don't want to think. Is and it fear? Do you think? Oh yeah, it's absolutely fear. So it's fear that drives people to simply follow and not think outside the box. Yeah, it's always fear. I mean, what's How do you the, teach people to not to accept fear as a thing and not allow it to rule them? It's uh, it's a natural instinct. Look at animals. Animals are led by fear. We'll take chickens for example, the most basic of animal. Okay. Those those chickens, everything about them is fear. You know, I walk near the chicken coop. They look at me. They're fearful. They run away. You know, I, I found out that if I cough incorrectly, they totally freak out like something's attacking them. I found that out when okay. they were when they were babies. It was really it's like, OK, it's a fear instinct. It's natural survival fear instinct. It's in every Perhaps. one of us. They, they, you gotta, so how do we go from having cultures like. um, I can't remember what they're called, but uh, the Vikings, how do we go from having cultures like the Vikings where death was something to be accepted and enjoyed, something to look forward to dying well to where we are now? Like in those cultures, how did they breed out fear? Um, because the fear was killed when it was young. We teach, hmm. we, we think about, okay, think about it this way. What do they teach children when they're young now? be fair okay let's think about it this way you can remember it what were playgrounds like when you were young well if you held on to something wrong you get major splinter okay <laughs> if you fell you cracked your rib yeah what are playgrounds like now that weird rubbery bouncy crap that burned you okay what they've done is they've taken away the stuff that allowed people to experience fear and learn to live with it. They do not teach or allow people to learn fear anymore. Or to learn how to deal with fear. They protect them from it. So nobody nobody understands it when they get old enough to start living on their own. They continue to live in fear. They're fearful. They've padded. We've had the, the we went from the helicopter generation to the bulldozer generation bulldozer parents who bulldozed every obstacle out of the path of the children so they never had to face any fears they didn't have to face the fear of i mean think about the, the first time you took a bus by yourself somewhere was it a minorly was a little freaky it was a little minorly fearful event yeah, you, you I, had, did same, you, I did the same thing to my kids, and they I, were a little freaked out. I did the same thing to your brothers. It's like, but that is, but you have to experience that fear to overcome that fear to be able to overcome a, a bigger fear and a bigger fear and a bigger fear. Okay, that makes sense. All of that has been removed because you know, how many kids even walk themselves to school nowadays in, in first through through four through sixth grade? You ever watch the lineup? 
You I did. actually have no idea because my kids were walking themselves by grade three because we lived across the street. Well, you were more at an advantage. I, I, I didn't. I drove them for first grade, maybe second grade. Around third grade, I realized, wait a minute, it's not that far to walk. It's only a kilometer. Let's educate them. Let's walk them a few times. Then let them walk and walk behind them to make sure it's all good. You know, give them more and more and more freedom. They're still they're okay. still in in sixth and seventh and eighth grade middle school. There's still a lineup of parents who drop and pick their kids up. Even in high school, I see a lineup of parents who drop and pick their kids up. Really? Yes, really. Oh, uh, my kids have been homeschooled for a few years now, yeah, so I'm well, not really up to no, on what's happening in the world. But but the point being is this is. They, these parents do not That's let their, they don't let their kids experience the life experiences they need to experience. You know that kind of has two sides to that coin. By not allowing them to experience life experience, they're also creating little sociopaths. That's right. And look at what we've got out there in the world right now—a whole shitload of little sociopaths that are twenty to twenty-eight years old, which is the early set of the. Uh, um, Gen Z's. That is a very interesting thing to really think about. You know, the difference in the or, way that kids are raised. Like, I mean, I've been called a bad parent because I'm kind of old school in the way I raise the girls. Because mm -hmm. I follow your lead and how you raised me. Yeah. Ha ha! You're an old white man. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm an old. I'm an old boomer. <laughs> I'm a boomer. You're a millennial. Your your brother. Your brothers are Gen Zers. They're Zoomers. You know, a buddy of mine and I were talking. We have decided that we're going to call ourselves the Gen Wires because well, that's millennials also are Gen Wires, but millennials are the ones who've been tagged uh, for the stupid part of our generation. Well, so we're just going to go Gen Y. Actually, I think the millennial Gen Y generation is actually split in two pieces. You've got the oh, gen. So we actually are Gen Y then. Because you got you got you got the ones that are Gen Y in the beginning half of it, and then you got the millennials in the second half of it. Okay, so we are Gen Y then. You're 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 you're. I think you were born in the early part of it, and we were we we're having that discussion. I was having that discussion with your brothers while driving uh driving driving on Sunday, and they and they kept asking me all these different. I said, oh, somebody look it up on the phone. So one of them looked it up on the phone, and we had a big long discussion about all the different generations. I think the question started out as, what is the law? Who is the lost generation? What was the lost generation? Turns out the lost yeah. gener the lost generation was the generation from the late 1800s to early 1900s. Yeah, eighteen eighty three to nineteen hundred is a lost generation. Yeah, and then, and then and then we went through all of the different generations and what they're talking about, and of course they're all upset because because you got the generation alphas, which were born after they were born, and they're just upset yeah. because the alphas got the cool name. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, millennials are also Gen Y. Yeah. They're eighty one to ninety six. Yeah. So yeah, yeah we are Gen. We the, are the, millennials, but the, I think the Gen yeah. Ys, if it's eighty-one to ninety-six, the Gen Ys are from eighty-one to from eighty-one to eighty-nine, and then the and then the millennials are the eighty-nine to ninety-six. Nope, it says here that millennials, also known as Gen Y, yeah, are. Um, but you're you're not you're are from you're not seven. Yeah. You're not hearing me. You said it was from 87. I thought you said it was 81 to 96. 80, 
I'm 87. Yes, I know. Millennials are Gen Y from 81 to 96. So there is no actual separation technically. Yeah, well, 91 to 96 is millennial. 81 to 96. Okay, 81 to 96 is millennial, also known as Gen Y. I think that should be split in two, where it should go 81 to 88 or 89, and those are the Gen Wires, and then 80, 80, 88, 89 to 96. 90 to 96. Okay, well, we'll go 90 to 96. Six years, those are the those are the millennials because those between 90 and 96 are the ones that are really stupid right now. Yes, so, that's exactly the, what I think the, happened. The, the, ones born in, the ones born in the 80s are the ones that are actually kind of intelligent and they're kind of looking at the millennials going i'm not a millennial man i don't act like these fucking morons but the ones in the 90s are the morons but the ones in the 90s were raised by um parents who bulldozed their way through everything for the kids and did everything for them and everyone and then we've got the we've got um here it is here my cat sorry my cat just knocked over my beer yeah that's not good it's a waste of good beer alcohol abuse See here, here, here. Here's the millennials. This oh, is no winning. We don't like to foster a competitive atmosphere, but we laugh a lot. Now everyone hug and share a secret. There you go. Leave my beer alone. Did you hear that? Yes, I did. Yeah, that that, that is entirely the millennials. That is entirely the millennials, right there, in a right. nutshell. Whereas in when I was growing up, we used retard voice to explain anything that we thought was stupid yes that's right see we used the word retard yes retard was still a a usable word yes so it's the millennials that fucked everything up and the millennials only count from 1990 to 1996 there you go that's that settles that dispute all right it's time for us (laughs) to close this out and we've got right, and we've got we, we've got eight people watching. They've been there for quite a while. So say hi, folks. Nice. We would really appreciate you. You know, commenting. You know, give us some uh, some love. If you're not subscribed, subscribe. You know, kick us some Odyssey coins. You know, show us something. Hit that little that little fire button to show that you're really enjoying the stream. If you don't want to say anything, but what the hell? You know, eight people. Fuck this new record for us. My cat I- is trying to climb me. No, your cat. Like, give me attention. Give me love right now, or I'll chew on your mic. Your cat is psycho. He is psycho. All right, let's get. So I gotta clean up some stuff here to so hey, we can actually actually go to the TikToks. Let's go see what the kidlets brought us for TikToks this week. Why women should wear slutty clothes on the first date? Because they're sluts. I mean, after all, they're wearing the outfit. They may as well be sluts. Oh, this is actually kind of interesting. Uh, I'm I'm just making my oh dear god, it looks like a fucking <laughs> blow up doll. Oh it come re- on, you know no. for a lot of reasons, but mainly the one right now. Sitting here thinking, why do people tell girls they need to dress modest on the first date so guys don't want them for only their bodies? When it's clear to me they should dress super fucking slutty on the first date. If you dress super slutty on the first date, then you can see if the guy has self control. No. See, if he doesn't have self-control, he'll be throwing himself all over you and disrespecting you. And you can see him for the dog that he really is. And you don't want to date a dog. But if you dress super modest, maybe he won't show his doggy colors right away. Food for thought. Don't know why I'm annoyed by that right now, but I'm in a mood. It's lousy food for thought because it's the woman who decides when she's having sex, especially in the first couple of dates. And if she's dressing that way and she decides on the moment she gets with him, she's going either I'm fucking him tonight or I'm not. 
The only reason the guy's going to fuck her is if he rapes her. And that doesn't happen nearly as much as they say it does. So it's really, no. if, she's, if she's dressing slutty, she's advertising, if you are the guy I want, I'm going to bang you tonight. Period. That is entirely it. We judge everyone by what they wear, how they yeah. wear it, how they talk, and how they walk. Yeah. And if a woman is going to dress very slutty on the first date, she is saying, I am ready to have sex with you. That's right. She's ready. That's but why you're not supposed to dress slutty. And she's ready. But And what has to happen is the guy has to show the right frame for her to continue being ready and then and then bang him at the end of the night. If the guy messes yeah. it up, he's not getting laid. Is yeah. that, that, that there? But the, the slutty is an indication that, hey, there's a very good chance if I do this right, I'm getting banged tonight. All right, let's that go. That is actually the case. That is the case. It has nothing to do with, let's see if the guy has self-control. Well, no, that has nothing to do with it. It's a, do you have self-control, woman? And she, Honestly, I, I swear to God, that picture... That picture of her looks like a fucking blow-up doll. It really does. I was wondering if she was using, if she was using like some kind of modification uh, app like they do. Yeah. But no, I think that's her actual face. And that's her actual lips that are pumped up to ten times their normal size. It's like, holy crap. Well, it might actually be her normal lips. I've met women who have lips like that, and mm. they're always very selfish and very self-centered. Big there, lips mean selfish. Stay there, away. There, there is a theory behind that. The bigger the lips of the woman, the more self-centered and selfish she is. Actually, the same for men, too. Men mm. with large lips are said to be very uh, very greedy. Mm. Can't get enough of anything. Oh, that's mm. interesting. I'll have to pay attention to that one. All right. Macaroni biscuits from World War II. Mm, that somehow oh him again oh, dear him God. again oh, dear God. come on you love him no i don't love him but he is biscuits from world war ii so during the turn of the 40s there was this strange trend of people putting disturbing ingredients into dinner biscuits whether it was the product of wartime rations personal taste or consanguineous marriage remains a mystery first step is to cook a half cup of macaroni fire Meanwhile, our dry ingredients are two cups of flour, quarter cup of sugar, teaspoon of salt, plus five teaspoons of baking powder. <laughs> this is the Josh Groban treatment. You can buy it from a mortar. Don't have to make it ballistic biscuits. Strain. Wet ingredients are three tablespoons of melted shortening, a cup of new juice, one egg, and the macaroni. Combine the two. Mix. We got the muffin biscuits. Half hour at 400. Oh, boy. <laughs> all right yeah somehow i wasn't thinking they were going to be very tasty but i'm willing to bet if it's a world war ii recipe it was because of rationings there are some really crazy recipes that came out of uh, world war ii and the great depression some of so, them are really good though some of them turned out good but some of them it's like yeah i don't think those two ingredients go together no they should they should never go together yeah, right at the end there, he says, it feels like it's slippery in my mouth. It's just wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I will leave that one alone. All right. Oh, dear God. The title, Daddy's a Simp. Yep. Oh, dear God. I knew you'd love it. Uh-huh. Chat posts. Let's see what we got here. Chat post is the past tense of shit post. Like this. I chat post when I got home from vacation. Hey, I'm AJ, and according to the Urban Dictionary, chat post is the past tense of shit post. Like okay, this. that was that was from vacation. 
that was nowhere near entertaining. The, the title was great, but there's, I, I, yeah, whatever. He he is a simp. We can see that. But. Wait, that was that was the link for Daddy's a simp. Yes, that was the link for Daddy's a ship a simp. Oh, yep. that's weird. That's not the link that I put there. No, that's or that a, I meant to put there. That's the link to say. Oh well, I guess we don't get to see the simp. It's actually like a definition of simp. Oh, okay. It shows an example of a guy who wrote a book for his kids. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that would have been more entertaining than that because chat post was like, really? That's. This doesn't flow. All right, let's see what we got here. Super uh, straight. Happy me to respond to this super straight thing. Uh, first of all, what the fuck? Second of all, hmm, please, please correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, but gay people don't choose to be gay, right? Straight people didn't choose to be attracted to the opposite sex. Now, when we think about attraction, what's a huge play in it? Uh, sex, sexual attraction. So if my brain is wired without my control to be attracted to penis, although I can understand how invalidating it may feel to a trans person, I cannot help it if even if you look like a male, if you have a vagina, I'm not gonna be sexually attracted. If you're gonna shit on me for that and call me super straight, then like fine but then like just don't hate on the people that shit on gay people and say well why can't you just choose to be straight you're super gay thank you right. people keep asking me that was that was entertaining that was point that was a good point i was trying to figure out where she was going with it and then it's like okay well you you did get to a very good point on that and that deals with the uh the gay trans issue and the other one you brought last week last episode which was two weeks ago about the the people wanting for trying to force people to date and have sex with trans people the lesbians that's what it was the lesbians were supposed to have sex with the uh with the uh trans man trans, trans women trans women who haven't gotten rid of their penis yeah and that's really just rape mm -hmm. yeah i remember that so oh see you've got the chat post one here so let's see if the chat post one is the one that's supposed to be the daddy's the simp Nope. Hope. Nope. Still, it's nope. still you. 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 You missed it up. This is why I don't. I don't. Is the past tense of shut up. I've already heard enough of your shat post, dude. No. Fuck off. Fuck off. Go away. There you go. Anyway, know, this is why you don't do what I do, but I do what I do, so I know what the hell I'm writing down. Well, you should put your title and then just put your link after it. I'm so, thinking about it. Yeah. So, because this isn't the first time your links have gone stray. True. Although it doesn't happen nearly as often as it did at first. No, yeah, you did a whole lot of it at first. And we're up to nine. Welcome to the show. All nine people. Good God, we've hit another new record. Oh, we're at 20. <laughs> I, I just realized we're at 24 followers. We need one more follower, and then I'm going to have to sit down and figure out how to connect my bank account so people can actually donate cash. Excellent. I think that, that somebody should follow just so we can put him through the tedious effort of doing that. Yes, it's going to be a pain in the ass. <laughs> I've heard about the process. It just doesn't sound like fun. <laughs> All right. Cornstarch cookies from 1919. Cornstarch cookies? Oh, dear God. Yes. He is yes, entertaining. He, he, he does come up with some very entertaining recipes. Cornstarch cookies from 1919. <laughs> These 
go by many names, like starches, meltaways, and in Brazil where they originate, sequilos. But they're one of the OG gluten-free three-ingredient cookies. We start with a half cup of sweetened condensed milk, followed by a half cup of soft butter. Beat vigorously. Then using the handle of a spoon, we slowly stir in two cups of cornstarch. What precisely does this accomplish? Trust the process. This is the strange trifecta of ingredients. I'm intrigued. Now we bake in a slow oven for 15 to 20 minutes. <laughs> we'll do 325 Fahrenheit. Perfect. These are so cute. They would be tasty, I think. I think they really would be. I mean, they look tasty. And he seems to like them. Incredibly unique. Well. Corn. Just that uh, it'd be making with cornstarch versus flour. So that's interesting. I'll have to I have to I'll have to send that on to my uh, gluten intolerant friend. My celiac See? friend. This guy is pretty cool. Well, I, I I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna give you that he's pretty cool. <laughs> he's entertaining and he does come up with some great recipes, but he's fucking annoying as hell. I think he is so entertaining. Uh, I, I did say goes off like nuts whenever I see him. I think he's just awesome. Uh, his the gaydar rang the first time I saw it. I went, oh my god, that guy is so fucking gay. It's not even funny. Oh yeah, that that that's not a problem for me. It's like he's he's got it's it's his annoying way of presenting it. He comes up with really good stuff. He is entertaining, but it just the way he presents it annoys me. Well, I I think that's kind of an issue for the truly gay guys out there. They do tend to piss off you super straight guys. It's yeah, okay, though, because mm -hmm, us they... females tend to really love the actually gay guys. Yes, I know. Uh -huh. <laughs> All women want their gay boyfriends. I miss my gay boyfriend. Mm -hmm. He moved away. Yeah, well, you have to find another one. They're out there somewhere. They're really hard to find because yeah. as much as everyone says, oh, yeah, I'm totally gay. It's like, no, dude, you're not. My gaydar doesn't even slightly ping when I look at you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, let's go with our last one of the evening before we start to close out. We're 20 minutes over time tonight. The, the uh, people are starting to complain. Yeah, so much so. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Come on. All right, sing out loud. Oh, dear God, what's this? Sing out of song out of wood. I'm so afraid <laughs> sometimes of these things that show up. I've been trying to get a hold of you. Your car's extended warranty. Let's make it a song. Bass. Ooh, guitar. Drums. Some terribly awful lyrics. What's your name? What's your sign? What's your story, baby? Top it off with <laughs> a few sprinkly bits, and here we go. Talk about your car's extended warranty. <laughs> the sad, the sad thing with that. <laughs> is I can see that being a hit on the fucking modern radio and being played and being played in a nightclub these days. <laughs> yeah, and people and people and people go, oh my god, this is so great. And it's like <laughs> No, 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 it isn't. And what he did was he managed to he, he he's talented. I'll give them that, man. Serious talent there to put together all those rhythms. 
Oh, and, yeah. then, and then to and then to auto tune those horrible lyrics he recorded, <laughs> he, did, he did a great job of auto tuning that shit. So, all right, thank you everyone for showing up, even everyone who showed up late with to the show, and it's been rather entertaining. But uh, we're way overdue over time, and uh, I think I'll call it. You got anything else that we really need to do here? Nah. All right. Well, let's have a little bit of music and carry us out. And make sure everyone go check out The Rogues Oasis at therogesoasis.com, which is a fantastic website for all kinds of cool shit to buy. All kinds of awesome stuff for sale there. All kinds of awesome stuff. And, uh, you know, come visit me at the uh, Honeymoon Bay Market if you happen to be on Vancouver Island. Located at stall number 13. A little bit of music to carry us on out to the end of the show. These are the days of thunder <clears throat> We're gonna make time stand still A quarter after midnight And I'm watching the wall Sometimes I feel so uptight I just can't sleep at all Every day doing the same old thing, we're losing time. The weekend comes, we gotta have some fun and rewind. These are the days of thunder. We're gonna make time stand still. We gotta feel the hunger. Hanging over the edge just to taste the thrill. I feel the rope tightening, choking off our air. We need to grab some lightning. Friday's almost here. Caught in a web, we need to cut this thread. We're hanging by. Where is it said you have to be half dead to survive? We're gonna make time stand still. We gotta feel the hunger. Hanging over the edge just to taste the thrill. These are the days of thunder We're gonna make time stand still We gotta feel the hunger Hanging over the edge just to taste the thrill These are the days of thunder We're gonna make time stand still We gotta feel the hunger Hanging over the edge just to taste the thrill Alrighty, folks. That's all till next week. Same time, same place. 7 p.m. on Tuesday nights. Thank you all for showing up and listening. That's all we got for you now. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care. Adios. Oh, oh.